This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Thursday, February 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are continuing their investigation into a deadly ambush shooting in Philadelphia's Maniunk section on Tuesday night. The shooting happened at about 8.15 on the 300 block of DuPont Street, about a block from Maniunk Avenue. Police said the calls came flooding in to 911. 43-year-old Dean Fulton was pulling into his driveway when a gunman unleashed dozens of bullets into the home. Fulton was found in the driver's seat with the engine still running. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Police said this was an ambush, execution-style murder. According to sources, Fulton was a major drug dealer and was under investigation by the FBI. The second I heard this, I thought it had to be because this area is very quiet. There's no, there's no, you know, issues. So, and especially in the manner it was conducted. Sure, somebody just pulls yeah. in their driveway and gets Boom. shot up. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was, they said there was very much intended. There was so much smoke, they really didn't know yet what had happened. Like, because there from was all just, the gunfire? From all the gunfire, wow. there was so much smoke. And then when it cleared, they realized this guy was still in his car with the engine Whoa. running. Uh, according to sources, uh, uh, police recovered over a dozen cell phones and at least one gun from his home. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. South Philadelphia residents and community leaders are outraged over plans for a safe house supervised injection site that could open as early as next week at the Constitution Health Plaza. It would be the first of its kind in the country. Residents of the area expressed outrage on Wednesday as members of Safe House made their presentation saying we were ambushed and expressing displeasure and concern over the choice of location for the proposed facility. Safe House organizers say the site was chosen in South Philadelphia because the zip code has the third highest overdose rate in the city. However, um, Action News did some investigating, and they say that they got they found records that show that South Philadelphia, South Philadelphia is actually tied for sixth. Well, they were talking to a pastor or somebody who's in the area, and he says that the building that this is located in, there are like two daycare centers. Yeah, yes, There's a high the school right yes. down the block. Yes. Uh, yeah, so well, uh, the, this hasn't been done before, right? They, it's not been, in, in the United in States. Canada, it in has. Canada, yeah. And that's where they went to, to review it. Has there been higher crime reported in areas where places like this are located? I, I th- think... I mean, I, I under, listen, I oh, understand. Oh, no, I know you understand. I, yeah, I understand yeah, I, the concern. This is a, a complex issue. but it, it, And it is. It, yeah. and, and, and I also know that, that it's interesting when um, places like this pop up, and I'm talking, not talking about safe injection sites. I mean, even homes, group homes for people who are under yeah, yeah. certain kinds of treatment. Halfway and houses and stuff. Halfway yeah. houses even, uh, and I know this firsthand from, from Laurel House and, and Better Women's Shelter and stuff like that, even these places that have all this great good intent, there's always people in the neighborhoods who say, I don't want it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really wild. But this is obviously a little bit more it's, of a, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, a flash interesting point. aspect to it. Right, but, right. Safe House also said the facility will save lives by getting more users into treatment as they will have access to counseling and other services. But residents in the community question the location, especially its uh, proximity to local daycares and schools. They already have plans to appeal the ruling. Councilman Mark uh, Squila said that the lease has been signed for the safe injection site, but that the Constitution Health uh, at the Constitution Health Plaza at the corner of Broad and McKean Streets. He says he's not happy about this process and how it's been handled, and they will be filing whatever they can before the weekend. The 
city owes the community and elected officials an explanation on how this is going to be managed safely and uh, because of all of the issues that, that it will that, that was arise. a shoddy thing, and that's there was a woman going off Did about that. Yeah. She went off. And she was she, great. And, and Actually, she was great. Yeah. She, she said, how could you make this decision without at least giving us a voice right. in yeah, the she, decision? Yeah, they call, she called them all sneaks and everything Yeah, like that. And, well, and, and Rendell is standing up there like, oh, you. Uh, didn't even attempt <laughs> to like, yeah. cut her off. But uh, I was wondering if, because it, it's starting only like four hours a day, so is the... Heroin junkie phone tree working so to, to get so the word know out. What yeah. Time? Yeah. Well, also here's the case too, and another person brought this up. And again, this is a complex issue. I got it, but it, it's it is it is in the news and it's prominent right now. Um, is Casey? I don't know how these things work. I don't know if anybody here has done any reading on this. Once it is done. Do they stay in the facility, or then do they just no. walk out all high? They leave. Yes, <laughs> they so can leave. That... They can come and go as they please. Right. There was a, when they cleaned up that uh, area down in, I think it was in Kensington. There was like a really, really shoddy, terrible area down by the train tracks, and they cleaned it all out. Right. There, was, there was a shack there, a homemade shack where there were people who don't like to inject themselves. There was a guy who go who would sit in there, and he would inject you for you know for, for wow. the people that don't like to do it themselves. Oh well, you know why God. they're not putting it in Kensington? Because they're saying that this location in South Philadelphia is more manageable. Like, it's basically overrunning Kensington. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they can actually effectively run there uh, a safe injection site. So that's wow. why they're going to South Philadelphia. My guess is everyone will be happy, no matter what uh, the result. <laughs> <laughs> Councilman Kenyatta Johnson, who represents the district that Safe House will operate in, is also outraged. The fact that the site houses two daycare centers, a senior center. Also, within 500 feet, a school, it's totally unacceptable. Uh, Johnson says Safe House will be able to fly under the, or was able to fly under the city council's radar because the building is already zoned for a medical facility. Philadelphia has the highest opioid death rate in any large U.S. city. Mayor Jim Kenney is a vocal supporter of the supervised injection sites, but admitted Wednesday the city had no input. The Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission and the Bucks County District Attorney have announced a partnership that will go after toll violators owing more than $2,000 in unpaid tolls. According to the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission, violators in Bucks and Montgomery counties account for 52% of all violations statewide. How alien is the concept of racking up two grand? Wait, but hold on. Why do we have so many in Bucks and Montgomery County? I don't know. It's it's 52% of violations statewide. Uh, Officials also said that the largest non-commercial violators at the moment is a man that owes $128,000 in total violations. Whoa. You must literally just drive through yeah, you don't like care. the easy pass. A hundred times a day. Yeah. He received more than 4,500 violation notices in the mail from the Turnpike. According to the Turnpike Commission, the investigation began in 2017. They set up a payment plan for this man that year, but he never made good. Between the Turnpike Commission, the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office, and now the Bucks County District Attorney's Office, authorities will focus on prosecuting serial toll violators. You know, I was thinking, and and Preston, you'd probably agree with this, you know, so we talk about the... um like the turnpikes and everything, you pay so you can go a little bit faster. And it's, you know, the, the, the perception is you can move faster. What if we were to employ the VIP lanes like they have at the Seriously. amusement parks <laughs> and the express passes for those roads around your house there you go. that invariably back up during rush hour? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I have an express pass. <laughs> They're targeting repeat offenders now that uh, they have enough funding to hire an assistant DA and an investigator. Regardless of the state you live in, the biggest toll evaders will be referred to the DA's office for criminal prosecution. In sports this morning. <laughs>
The Sixers lost to one of the worst teams in the league, the Cavaliers, last night, falling 108 to 94. Just a day after the Sixers found out Ben Simmons would be out for at least two weeks with nerve impingement in his lower back, Joel Embiid was forced to leave Wednesday's game in Cleveland with, a, sh- with a shoulder sprain. The team then went on to lose to the Cavs uh, that had won 16 games coming in, putting the Sixers at 9-21 on the road this season. The Sixers play again tonight. They'll host the New York Knicks at 7 p.m. And the Flyers were off last night. They play Friday night. Uh, they'll host the New York Rangers at 7 o'clock. And the Phillies won yesterday in spring training, beating the Minnesota Twins 5-4. Gene Segura played well at third base in the Phillies' win. He made a backhand stop of the ball off the bat of Nelson Cruz to uh, start a 5-4-3 double play in the first inning. He also had a pair of hits, including a double he is four for nine with two doubles in the uh, early going. They play again today against the Red Sox at 105, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Uh, we're ready for a Thursday morning. Nick's out today. He's sick. He's uh, he had to stay at home. Uh, His tummy hurts. He's he's got a tummy ache. Uh, that's what I understand. They, right? He had a migraine and he was throwing up. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's Nasty. got some ache. Yeah. yeah what? So, yeah, so he's got a tummy hand. Okay. My yeah. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I started to feel it yesterday oh, no. in my stomach. I felt lousy yesterday. Yeah, I, I said, I'm like, uh-oh, why is my stomach doing this? But I I feel okay right now. Okay. Oh, you, know. You, know. you look fabulous. I know. That, so there you, know you go. Thank you. It's hard for me not to look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> in this case, though, Preston... She's sick in the morning. Uh, oh. Stop it. Oh, don't start that again. Wait a second. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have a few things going on today. We have some guests. We're going to have uh, comedian Ivan Decker, who's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club. He'll be stopping by in the 8 o'clock hour. We're also going to talk to Liesl Welchel. Lisa Welchel today. I watch her show. Blair from the Flat Facts of Life has a show called Collector's Call, and it's in its second season, and it's all about collectible items, right? So she goes over to these people's homes, and uh, they have, yeah, they, they, they collect all sorts of stuff. A lot of it is pop culture related. Uh, one of the one of the people she had on the show uh, the, in the first season collected all facts of life stuff. Oh, okay. so cool. but I mean, you get these people, and then there was people like our friend Ralph Garman, who's friends with Kevin Smith. He collects all Adam West Batman stuff in his home. I myself can't understand collecting. No, no. no. I should have brought uh, yeah, yeah. Rochelle's jelly jars in here this <laughs> right. morning. But talk to Lisa about those. Jelly she's uh, she's um, she's unbelievably sweet. She's a great host for the show. Uh, she'll be on the 9 o'clock hour. We also have our friends from McGurk's stopping yeah. by because they have a Pacifico Cardboard Classic pre-party tonight. Uh, it says with Nick McElwain. Well, Nobody guess Nick's that. not yeah. going to make it to that, but we'll find a suitable replacement, right? I'm sure. Uh, it's from five to seven, and uh, Calendar Girls Terry and Terry and or I'm sorry, Tori and Tatiana are going to be there, and uh, they're located. Terry's not a Calendar Girl in Fort Washington. No, Terry gets Calendar Girl. Yeah. In more ways than one, I'm sure. Uh, you can go to McGurkspub.com. By the way, so it's a chance for you to win this VIP party. Uh, courtesy of Pacifico, and you could end up with a uh, an overnight stay uh, for, and this is for three you and three friends. Uh, VIP access uh, for the uh, cardboard classic as well, which is pretty cool. So that'll be uh, tonight at McGurk. So they're going to stop in, and we will have some giveaways in conjunction with their appearance here today. Awesome. Uh, also today, uh, we're going to have you a chance to win some tickets for the Philly Pops. We're going to do a contest, and they have uh, Phil Collins, the music of Genesis, and Phil Collins. 
March 7th at the uh, Kimmel Center. And the Philly Pops are great. And when they do themes like that, it's it's awesome. So I've been to the Beatles shows before. One of my favorite albums used to be a symphonic uh, performance of a lot of the music of Genesis because it really lends itself to it. Sure. And it's awesome. So I, I imagine this is going to be fantastic. So we'll do a contest. I have some uh, some little clips that you'll have to identify later on. We'll get you the details. Uh, so we have these things and more taking place through the course of the program. We'll take a break, come back. I'll roll out some entertainment stories, stupid question, and more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Just started using Audible. I got my first book free. Yeah, really? I, I, I did too. I love did. Audible. In yeah. fact, when you, the more you purchase books, the more you get those uh, yeah. points. In fact, they, books. they offered me another one. For yeah, me, actually, yeah. Believe it or not, which is really cool. I, I, I have a massive. Uh, I was reticent to do it for the longest time because it's not really reading, and I'm like, right, no. Right. Because I'll never get to get to these books because I spend so much time reading in prep for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're commuting or when you're doing something or working out, you can pop it on. It's great. So that's what I do. And I end up working out longer. So I'm like, oh, I got a better workout, too. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Because I get, inter- you know, I get yeah. interested in it. And I want- I'm like, okay, well, I'll finish this chapter. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to do the stupid question. going to give away a pair of tickets to see Dinosaur pile up at the Foundry on April 21st. Question for you this morning is... Uh, let's see. Who was the first wide receiver to win the Super Bowl MVP? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. This is in conjunction with Black History Month, by the way. Kathy's writing down an answer. Who was the first <laughs> wide receiver to win uh, the Super oh. Bowl MVP? 215-263-WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays. Today is Thursday, February 27th, and it is a big birthday for Chelsea Clinton. She is 40 years old. Wow. You've got to be effing kidding me. She's 40 years old. Oh, my God. I know, right? That makes me 32. Is God. that what that makes you now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe I realize now why Nick is actually out today. Uh, because it's Howard Hessman's birthday. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Howard Hessman uh, gave Nick the cold shoulder in Paris at the airport. And at he wouldn't Charles be Charles com- Airport. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be complicit in wishing him a happy birthday. Yep, exactly. So he just couldn't stand to be here this morning. Uh, you know, by the way, he's 80 years old. Today. Yeah. We're both big fans of the movie Billy Jack. Yeah. And in the movie Billy Jack, you remember there's this hippie comedy group at this hippie commune and they're getting up on stage and the comedian's performing during their little show. One of them is Howard Hesman. It has been so long since yeah, I've yeah. seen the full movie I had no you idea. You have to check it. Yeah. Wow. It's about right. yeah, it'll make you howl. Dr. Johnny Fever, WKRP in Cincinnati. 80 years old today. Uh, Ralph Nader, the consumer advocate, uh, ran for president in 2000-2004. He's 86 years old today. Wrote Unsafe at Any Speed about the Corvair? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Joanne Woodward, actress, widow of Paul Newman. Uh, she was in the movie Philadelphia, by the way. She's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, All about uh, the three faces of Eve. Long, hot summer. Yeah. yeah, a lot of movies over the years. She's 90 today, so a, a big birthday for her as well. Uh, the stunningly beautiful Kate Mara. Yes. Her birthday today as well. 
Uh, movies like Brokeback Mountain, We Are Marshall, Shooter. Who is she? She's heir to what fortune, or she's part of the what? Uh, it, all right, so it's either the New York Jets or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is oh, it, I'm, not, is it both? I'm sorry, not the Jets. Uh, no. Giants. Giants, yeah. Or, or the Steelers. The Pittsburgh Giants? <laughs> the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Giants. Giants. The Pittsburgh Platters. I want to um, say it's the Giants case. Okay, I think I think it is as well. All right. Yeah, and uh, she is 37 years old today. Uh, she's also in The Martian. Great movie. Uh, Josh Groban, the singer and actor. favorite office episodes he plays uh, uh andy's brother yeah. it's great it is so good because yeah. you realize why andy is the way he is because he's always living in the shadow of his sibling who his father clearly loves way more than him so. oh really yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh he's yeah he's is he more known for being a singer than an actor i mean no he dabbles in acting right more he for starts singing no, yeah. a dancer. no she was a dancer she sings, oh my god I need to not ask questions uh, like that. Yeah, singer first, I think. Okay. He is uh, 39 years old today. A couple of musical birthdays besides Josh Groban. Uh, instrumentally, we have some birthdays. Adrian Smith is the lead guitarist for Iron Maiden. Yeah. And he is uh, 63 years old today. So always did like Iron Maiden. This Saturday at the Adrian Smith Civic Center. <laughs> And then uh, one of my all-time favorite guitarists celebrates his birthday today, Mr. Neil Sean of Journey. Uh, And he is uh, 66 today. This is one of my favorite Journey songs. Uh, But he started in the man Santana, played in Santana when he was 15 years old. Kind of a prodigy. That's how phenomenal he is. And he's one of these guys that can play melodically, and he can also shred. He's, He's got the best of all worlds. But I tell you what. Has destroyed his face with plastic surgery. It's horrible, oh, man. It's horrible. He, he looks like a Dick Tracy character. He's trying so hard to hang on to his youth. <laughs> He's gone a little bit over the top. I saw uh, Sammy Hagar has a show called uh, Sammy Hagar's Road Trip. Yeah, and he goes around the country and he talks to rockers and sits down and interviews them. And he and he and Neil Sean were in a group together called uh, NHAS uh, or what is it? Wait, or HSAS? That's it. Uh, and um, so they sit down together. Sammy's had no work done. No. Sean has had all this work done. And the two of them together just looks weird, man. Yeah. So he, he's Neil! He's, uh, he is 66 years old today. Come give me a hug. I don't want to. So happy birthday to Neil, Sean. Hopefully uh, Pierre will do some journey love today in the workforce blocks. We'll see about that later on when we talk to him at the end of the show. We're going to see if we can get an answer to our stupid question. Who is the first wide receiver to win uh, Super Bowl MVP? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I will go to Dennis, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Dennis, how you doing, man? Good morning. All right, Dennis, get out of the shower. Yes! Squeaky clean. Dennis, do me a favor. Tell me who is the first wide receiver to win Super Bowl MVP. That would be Lynn Swan. You are correct. The great Lynn Swan. 1976 is apparently when that took place. And, uh, Dennis, you got it right. And we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Dinosaur pile up at the Foundry on April 21st. Tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. Preston, is that who Adam Sandler's talking to in that clip? 
Oh, stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh. But he, he is in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah. Is he? He's in The Waterboy. That's right, is yeah. He, really? he, he goes down and he he interviews uh, Vicky Valancourt on the sidelines is what she thinks the score is going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, that's Lynn Swan. So. Oh. All right, uh, let's get into some of the entertainment well, stories. Yeah, hit it. Let's stop go. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> Uh, people have been praising Vanessa Bryant for gathering the strength to speak at uh, Kobe and Gianna's memorial service earlier this week. But insiders say the speech almost didn't happen. An insider told the entertainment Vanessa Bryant's speech was always tentative until the very last minute. It was so last minute uh, that she was set to give uh, Jimmy Kimmel a signal before he introduced her oh, on wow. stage, indicating whether she was going to speak or not. Well, she and, pulled it together, certainly. Yeah, she was prepared with her speech yeah. either way, but keeping her tentative was a matter of how emotional she was oh, and how comfortable awful. she felt in that moment to uh, make a speech. Nobody knew if she was going to do it until Jimmy actually announced her. What was I wanted to ask before, what it was the connection between Kobe and Jimmy? They were they were just uh, he or? was a fan and and, and they, they started to operate in the same actually the, the the longer connection goes to Jimmy Fallon who was also a a massive um, fan and friend when he was starting out in comedy Fallon was uh, out in L A Kobe had just started on the Lakers right. and uh, and so um, they sort of uh, would would pal around but okay. he had he had this really deep friendship with Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I mean, I saw clips. Like, they, um, Jimmy Kimmel played clips of uh, Kobe on his show, and it looked like they were very friendly. I just yeah. didn't know if there was anything yeah. more to it. Yeah, I'm not sure why they specifically chose him mm-hmm. to host. Was it. Kimmel on the Lakers at any point? Or not that I, I recall. In other news, eBay has pulled items from Kobe's memorial off of their site. According to TMZ, several fans who attended the memorial decided to sell items like shirts, pins, programs, and more. One XL shirt sold for $2,025. eBay said that the items were removed because of a policy they have that prohibits sellers from profiting off of, quote, human tragedy or suffering. I'd like to see how, how specific that is, uh, you know, because they, they have, do they have the specific wording there? No, it just says because of human tragedy or suffering. Okay. Which has got to be up for uh, discussion because, I mean, there's all kinds of memorabilia well after people die that yeah. sells. Well, there's well, like World War II memorabilia and sure, things of that nature. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I wonder if there is a, a, um, a time frame. A grace period. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, eBay explained to one seller via email, uh, please note due to sudden and tragic pass- the sudden and tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, eBay has made the decision to prohibit the sale of merchandise, images, and mugs relating to the passing. Uh, we do not allow listings that attempt to profit from human tragedy or suffering. So. You can still sell uh, internal organs on eBay, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, there's a whole section <laughs> for that. Johnny Depp, listen, listen to this. Uh, these texts. Johnny Depp texted his buddy Paul Bettany that he would, quote, burn and drown his now uh, ex-wife Amber Heard and then oh. F her burnt corpse. <gasps> oh. Wow, during, man. during their relationship. This is a London's High Court learned this on Wednesday. Kinky. And I'll, I'll read some of these to you. So Depp was in court when the texts were read during a preliminary hearing in his libel suit against the son, which alleged that uh, he was abusive toward her, who's, uh, you know, we, we know the story. Yes. So the 56-year-old purportedly sent the messages in 2013. Uh, in 2014, Depp texted Bettany saying... I'm going to properly stop the booze thing, darling. Drank all night before I picked Amber up to fly to L.A. this past Sunday. Ugly mate. No food for days. Powders. Half a bottle of whiskey. A thousand Red Bull and vodkas. Pills. Two bottles of champers. On plane. And what do you get? 
an angry agro engine. Uh, oh, you're kidding! You like that, Steve? Wow! An angry agro engine in a effing blackout, screaming obscenities and insulting any f who got near. I'm done. I'm definitely too effed in the head to spray my rage at the one I love. For little reason as well, I'm too old to be that guy, but pills are fine. So That doesn't work in his favor. Uh, The son's lawyer, Adam Walonsky, QC, told the court that the text appears to refer to an incident on a flight in which he's accused of slapping her in the face, kicking her, and throwing a boot at her before passing out in the plane toilet. On on the plane that happened? Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's probably a private plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, where they have complimentary boots for throwing. <laughs> uh, Depp's lawyer Adam Waldman said, "What does the sun do to keep Amber Heard's hoax alive?" Uh, in court, we learned the answer: cherry picking a fragment of a single frustrated text message to a friend sent out of 500 gigabytes of text and email messages provided. Well, yeah. Well, they got to pull stuff out of somewhere. What man. are they going to pull the flattering stuff? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it sounds pretty wild because he said no food for days, powders. I'm assuming he means cocaine. Yeah. Half a bottle of whiskey, a thousand Red Bulls and vodkas, pills, two bottles of champers on plane. And what do you get? An angry agro engine. I'm an angry, angry engine. It does sound a, uh, (laughs) sounds very, uh, uh, percussive. Yeah. Ang, ang, angry, 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 angry. Uh, in uh, binga, 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 bunga. In an effing blackout, he said. Ha! Huh. Uh, Depp and her divorced in 2017. The full hearing is set for March 23rd. He is also suing Heard for libel in the U.S. Do you know what I wonder? In the, in cases like this, uh, with guys like him or actresses, when the you talked about Neil Schoen earlier, uh-huh. when the looks go away, mm-hmm. does that start to wreak havoc with your psyche? I have to believe that it probably does, especially if you've depended upon it as yeah. part of right. your, your money making, your right. you know, your your profession. Um, not everybody, though, no, but, no. but some people it might get to. I would think so. I wonder. You wonder. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's a really great story. This is fun. Kathy sent this over to me. It's not every day that a pop star like Harry Styles. Walks into your neighborhood, Wawa. What? But that is exactly what happened for a select few in Bear, Delaware. Uh, the- I would have been thrilled to see Harry Styles right? in a Wawa. Yeah. Like one direction, and I would have loved that. <laughs> He's in Dunkirk. We were talking about it yesterday. Natalie uh, Natalie Maldonado tells Action News that she was in the midst of her shift at the Wawa on Pulaski Highway around four thirty in the afternoon on Tuesday when she noticed a man who looked somewhat familiar. She thought to herself, wow, that guy's hair, that guy's hair looks just like Harry. <laughs> uh, the man, who was with security and friends, then turned a bit and she saw his profile. Uh, then he turned around and she had no doubt that it was Harry Styles. She said that she was the only one who realized it. Uh, the Wawa Customer Service Associate, who moved to Delaware 12 years ago from Puerto Rico, has been a fan of Styles since his One Direction days. She said, I started freaking out and I started crying because he's my idol. <laughs> So the question is, is what does an American Music Award winner order at Wawa? A turkey hoagie, omelet burrito, and a tuna salad sandwich. Oh Straight God. up, he knows his ordering. He's just like us. He's just like us. Mel- uh-huh. If he had done a cow tail, he'd be exactly like you, Kate. Maldonado said Styles didn't explain why he stopped at this particular Wawa. Uh, the employee said uh, Styles, who was on his way to New York City for a TV appearance, was sweet and a gentleman to everyone in the store. Uh, there is a rumor that he has a relationship with somebody, somebody over in near Bryn Mawr. 
Yeah, no. uh, there's a, a guy named Xander Ritz. Yes. I'm looking it up on a Philly Chit Chat always has all the details. Um, and they hang out in the main line. They've been spotted, like, hanging out at restaurants. Are they friends? Are they more than friends? Nobody knows. I think okay. he suggested that he can be a little fluid, right, uh, Harry? Has he? I don't know. Uh, I think some of those guys from the band came out. I just don't know which ones. Uh, Maldonado's tweet <laughs> about her meeting Harry has over 87,000 likes and 6,000 oh retweets. <laughs> Wawa even responded by saying, best work day ever. <laughs> uh, and this isn't the first time he's made a, su- a surprise appearance in the Delaware Valley to grab a quick bite in 2015. He stopped off at uh, Campus Corner at Villanova University oh. for that meal. He ordered a cheesesteak, of course. He knows his stuff. He yeah. Why isn't he on our show? Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. And she got, uh, it looks like she got one of those Wawa cookie bags. <laughs> Autographed. <laughs> I, I told you years ago, I was at a 7-Eleven. Uh, and uh, Mark Knopfler was there. No way. Yeah. I'd just cool. been there. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, you just missed him? Well, uh, there was a. I remember after the fact thinking, as I remember, it's so long ago, thinking, was that Mark Knopfler? And then it was later confirmed that Mark Knopfler was at a 7-Eleven in, in uh, Deer Park, Long Island. Son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, if I was in a Wawa four months ago and Harry Styles walked in, I wouldn't have thought or noticed anything but after his appearance on saturday night live and now like, you're a fan i'm a fan now yeah i'm like oh my god harry styles totally. my daughter and her friends would have gone crazy yeah. if this happened in our like uh delco yeah, yeah. Marissa, it's like the time you saw marlon brando at digger world oh yeah D- he was a digger world <laughs> 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 can i use the back wall <laughs> <laughs> i want to do a truck i want to do a dump truck I could see him liking that. I think he would. All right, let's get to another Harry. Prince Harry is signaling that he does indeed plan to shake things up in his post-royal life. Uh, Not only did he fly commercial to his first event in the U.K. since moving to Canada in January. It was horrible. Oh, my God, he flew commercial? There are so many smelly people. (laughs) But... He told people attending the event that he was uh, speaking at to just call him Harry. Not uh, Royal Highness, none of that other stuff. How about protein? I I don't know about... Casey's got the corner of the market (laughs) on protein. (laughs) The 35-year-old went to Edinburgh, Scotland for a working summit for Travelist, a sustainable travel initiative that he co-founded with Booking.com, Skyscanner, Trip.com, TripAdvisor, and Visa. Uh, Harry said, we have made a great start since launching in Amsterdam, but we will not reach our goal of a more sustainable industry without on-the-ground experience and expertise, and this is why we're here today. Call me Harry. He says commercials not present for a company that makes this thing that allows senior citizens to get out of their car easier. Oh. <laughs> it hooks right into your lock on why the door. Not? It's all the rage. Did you hear the latest from them, too, by the way, what? concerning the use of the word royal? That you don't use it anymore, right? But they're saying now they've come back at the Queen after they thought about it, and they say you can't. Royal is a word. You you and now they're sort of arguing. Really? They're coming back at the queen. So they want they want to keep it. They're thinking they're going to use it uh-huh. in defiance oh. of in, her Majesty, as in meaning the royal couple, referring to them as that. Their their online company, which is what what is the name of oh, it? It's royal. Okay, I got gotcha. something royal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So and they're they're saying royal is a word, right? And they're going they want to use it. Okay, isn't like oh he's a royal a hole? Isn't that a, sure. a saying? Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely. the name of their company, royal <laughs> royal a holes, royal a holes dot com, royal fart dot com. I love it. Uh, George Clooney is reacting to the news that Nespresso has been linked to child labor. 
Uh, of course, he endorses the product. Uh, and, and to be honest, that's why it tastes so good. Uh, after the British program Dispatches reported that Nespresso relied on uh, child labor at its farms, the Oscar winner told Deadline that he was saddened by the news. Uh, the 58-year-old added, having grown up working on a tobacco farm from the time I was 12, I'm uniquely aware of the complex issues regarding farming and child labor. That's why I joined the Sustainability Advisory Board of Nespresso seven years ago, along with the Rainforest Alliance, Fair Trade International, and the Fair Labor Association, among many others with the goal then, as it remains to this day, to improve the lives of farmers. But in his defense, though, uh, undernourished children's hands don't damage the coffee beans as much when they pick them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, He said, we knew it was a big project when it started seven years ago, and honestly, I was surprised and saddened to see this story. Clearly, this board and this company still have work to do, and that work will be done. I would hope that uh, this reporter will continue to investigate these conditions and report accurately if they do not improve. Uh, According to reports, uh, some farms in Guatemala that Nespresso uses have kids working in the fields. Uh, The CEO uh, said in a statement, it's unacceptable. Uh, Where there are claims that our standards are not met, we act immediately. In this case, we've launched a thorough investigation to find out which farms were filmed and whether they supply Nespresso or not. So they're going to try and find out. Nespresso is is just the coffee or is it a coffee maker as well? Yeah, it's a coffee maker. Okay. All right. And and then obviously they supply the coffee you use in, say, coffee maker. Uh, I don't know enough about it. Never had an Nespresso. Uh, Tyler Perry's nephew has appeared to have committed suicide in a Louisiana prison, but his family isn't convinced that his death was foul play. According to TMZ, sources told the site that 26-year-old Gavin Porter was found dead in his cell on Tuesday night at a prison facility near Helena Parish. Gavin's mom, who's Tyler's sister, was told that he hanged himself with a bedsheet while in solitary confinement. Sources say the officials told the family that Gavin had gotten into a fight with another inmate over the weekend, was placed in solitary confinement. The guards checked on him at 6 p.m. and he was fine. When they checked on it at 8, 8 p.m., he was found dead. What, what are the protocols in solitary confinement? I guess only when you're on suicide watch, do they take the bedding and all that stuff out? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's required if you go into just solitary, solitary that, that right. you don't get. Uh, but you Steve, get an espresso machine. I know that. Yeah, they give you an espresso. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I don't think they do. <laughs> Here, you get a pillow yes. and an espresso Coffee. machine. He's got his cappuccino stuff. So. Uh, Gavin, by the way, was arrested for shooting and killing his biological father back in 2016 <sighs> in front of his mother. Oh, jeez. Uh, cops say the final sh- uh, fatal shooting occurred after an argument. He pled no contest to manslaughter and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Wow, that's messed up. Um, okay, all right, we got some heavy news here. Someone's changed their hair. Oh! Journalist. Oh, I think I know. I don't want to tip it off, though. I'll recuse myself. No, go ahead. Who is it? Preston? Is it J-Lo? It is not. Because no. now, if she's done it, it's escaped my spies, All right. but we'll look into that. All right. Uh, on the heels of Modern Family wrapping filming in its final season, Ariel Winter Steve. kicked off a new chapter in her life by switching up her hair color. Did you not see it on, on Instagram? I did, I did but I yeah. also saw... I also saw James. <laughs> I saw Annabelle. No, the uh, 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 so uh, yeah. Did you see the red. outfit that Ariel Winter went to the uh, Modern Family rap party in? No, no, I heard about it, but um, uh, listen, it looks great. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's exactly what you wear to a party. Uh, you wear that? What she wore that dress to an all night rave? Okay, all right. I need to see this. Is um, it uh, a little? Crop top or something? No, it's completely see-through. And a- oh, okay. 
I'll have right. to check that out. Um, so, Kath, I need to ask you a question about this because I, I saw the before and the after, but I, I couldn't help but notice in the the uh, before pictures, there's like... What is that? No, there's there's like a ring of hair. It's like a that, forehead, forehead brow. Yeah, yeah, you saw that, right? Well, is, is that from the dye? Can you call... If you can call that picture up... Uh, yeah, it's from the dye. No, no, no. You got to go to the one? before picture yeah. when her hair is dark. Uh, so not this one, the previous post, that one. Okay, hang hey, on. Just look so, at it. We need our ladies to... Uh, uh, it looks like, it looks like, like her ex- hair. Yeah, it's like extra hair. She's got a little, like, uh, new growth. Okay. I, I learned from the calendar girls last night. They're called baby hairs. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, and so we, when you get... I don't know, because it looks like she has a, it's new, like a it's, band of hair around yeah, her. Yeah, it's like new growth. I, I yeah. How I far actually, down does that go before she becomes a, the guy... The, uh, a caveman. No, Marissa's right. They call them they call them baby hairs. That's what the hairstylists call them. Wow. Okay. So you don't just like straight razor those off or anything like that? No. Why? Just... The more hair, the better. Okay. All, right. All right. They're sacred to some girls. Yeah. More like they like forehead. style them perfectly. Excuse me. I didn't say anything. What? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, it, would, it would mitigate her forehead. It's more to cover your forehead. Oh. Um. What? That's Dick. messed up. No. Kathy, <laughs> yeah, sometimes planes crash near her house because they think it's a beacon. <laughs> So Ariel Winter stepped out on Tuesday debuting <laughs> bright red hair after hinting on social media that she was planning on ditching her dark locks. Uh, she appeared to be in good spirits as she left the 901 Salon in West Hollywood on Tuesday. That's where I go. Earlier in the day, she had alerted her 4.2 million Instagram followers that she was going to dye her hair. She said, bye-bye, dark hair. I don't think I'll miss you. Later. Uh, this isn't the first time that she's gone red. In, uh, on February 7th, she had posted a throwback photo of her with long red locks. Earlier this week, she caused a stir on social media as Steve, yes, fans criticized her sheer black dress that she wore at the Modern Family Rap Party. Uh, and I saw a picture of it here. Marissa pulled it up. Yeah, it's it's almost <laughs> like she's wearing a, a, a kind of... Not a full bikini, but a little bit bigger than that underneath a sheer yeah. dress. dress. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, I, I, it looks great. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, f- fortunately, she ha- she was defended by her Modern Family co-star, Sarah Hyland, who called her a sexy and confident woman. I like them. Uh, I like those two. To- I like them, too. I like, I like them, those- too. I like them. You guys are all right. Yeah. Uh, but they seem to really do have a sort of uh, sister-like Relationship, yeah. Uh, Steve, you had sent over some audio of Britney Spears. Oh my god! And oh, I don't. No. This what is now? Uh, well, no, it's not nothing unhinged. But oh. apparently, she broke her her ankle or her foot or something like that. <laughs> so I was thinking yesterday, Preston, we were playing that disturbing sound of the uh, the escalating scales that are used in movies. Yeah, the shepherd scale. Right. So when they said, "Oh, here's audio of Britney Spears breaking her foot," I'm like, "You're not going to be able to hear this." Okay. You can hear. Oh, her. God. oh man! Oh, God. Really? Yeah. So she's dancing. She's dancing. She's oh. working out. She's she, she. I guess she was sick for a little while. And oh no! Uh, oh, we're I looking at we're looking at video yeah. of this. Is do we see it happen in this video? Uh, Steve? You really don't. Okay. Uh, right. But you hear it. Okay. And uh, she makes mention of it in the. And in fact, you can see in her post. And so she says here, uh, "I broke my foot here. Sorry, it's kind of loud." All right. Here we go. No, that was it. Oh. Yeah, it comes right at the end. That was it? It comes right at the end. Dear God. Okay. Because I heard like a crunching. No, that that was her jumping. Hang on. That's it? Breaking? 
It Why sound, is there no scream that comes it, after it that? It sounded different in uh, oh. like through the speakers, I think, because we have the stereo split or the spread. It's a lot more in the middle when I heard it. And it was no, a lot, it, it's, I can yeah. clearly hear yeah. it, but I just don't hear her screaming or anything like that. Right at the end there. If that's a bone, but you can like you, if you watch the video, you see her. She um like it, you can see it happen. It Is her ankle roll or something? I, I don't know, but like she just she just stops. Okay. Yeah, oh right yeah, there, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We just saw that. Ow, 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 ow. Well, she, okay, this dance video though, I have to comment on it. She's completely out of control. No wonder she broke her yeah. ankle. Yeah, she is flailing about quite a bit. But she's, she's... not like. I don't know what she's doing. It's, uh, it's, it's not good. No, it's, it's terrible. Actually. Yeah, I, 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 she maybe posted. she broke her foot to stop it. Listen, she was a singer. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was she? Yeah. How no, she was a dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. I think she was also a little out of shape there. All right. Well, I have a couple more stories. Let's move on. Uh, American Horror Story Season 10 will include returning stars Sarah Paulson and even Peters, but newbie Macaulay Calkin is on board. So uh, Evan Peters and Sarah uh, um, Paulson. Paulson returning. Okay, they've been in it a number of times. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. But Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he's going to be in it. Uh, the show's creator, Ryan Murphy, shared the scoop on Instagram, also revealing that Kathy Bates, Billy Lord, Leslie Grossman, Adina Porter, Lily Rabe, or Rob, I'm going to show you her name, uh, Angelica Ross and Finn Whitrock are set to join the party. I loved Billy Lord in American uh, Horror Story 1984, Preston. That was their tribute to the slasher films of the 80s. She played this jazzercise um, Kathy-like instructor yeah, yeah. who uh, was wearing exactly the clothes you were talking about <laughs> and go, ends up on this murderous rampage at this summer camp. And she was great. She's really funny. She, she's pretty sexy too. When they 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 get her going, but uh, she's super talented. Cool. I'm uh, I'm happy that uh, Macaulay Calkins getting on board. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, this is really wild. Nicholas Cage visited the cemetery where his nine foot tomb was built. Uh, he was holding hands with a mystery woman, and uh, this is the first time that uh, Cage has been spotted with someone after a wild four-day marriage to Erica Koike, if you remember. This is Betty White. In March of last year. Uh, but no, he's... Why a nine-foot... It's a tomb. Tomb. Uh, for him. So, I, I I don't know. It's uh, I was and... supposed to put two lines instead of one. <laughs> well, and it's it's a tomb, so it's not a... He's not going to be buried underground. It's like, like, a, a, like a sarcophagus. It's above It's okay. above ground. It, it actually looks like a pyramid. Uh, Marissa found a photo of it. I've been to it. It's in New Orleans. So when you're taking those graveyard or ghost tours, oh, yeah. they it's in the middle of one of these uh, graveyards and in New Orleans. And you can visit his, uh, his pyramid? Yeah, and it has his name on it. And people kiss it, and then they have to like come and clean it up. Oh, it's in New Orleans? Yes. Oh, that's why it's above ground. Yep. Okay, I got you, because they're below. Because of the high water table. Yeah, yeah. But it's obnoxious. It's uh, like all these, like, Beautiful, you know, mid-century tombs, and then this enormous pyramid in the middle. Brand of the spanking new, yes. alabaster white. <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of all of it. It has some Latin saying on it. Yeah, yeah. it does. Uh, what does that say? Uh, Omnia ab uno. Well, you know what? You just raised the dead, Preston. Yeah. Look that uh, up. Everything from one. Everything from everything one. Everything from one. Okay. Uh, well, righteous. He, he thought it'd be a good idea to take a date. To his uh, uh, to his tomb. You want to go visit my tomb? Uh, so yeah, uh, and then uh, this is nice. Uh, baby number two has arrived for Laura Prepon. She shared a picture of the new arrival on Instagram, and in it, the 39 year old can be seen 
snuggling her newborn with her uh, her and Ben Foster. Mm, he's, he's, the, he's the uh, hubby. Uh, she captioned it, welcoming home our new bundle of love, overwhelmed with gratitude. Uh, that, she didn't share the baby's name or gender. That's a couple I like. I like Ben Foster. I like her. Is she still a Scientologist? Do we know? Don't know. Huh. Not sure. Uh, they have a child, Ella, who is two years old uh, already. So that's nice. <laughs> And uh, you know what? We'll go ahead and get to the clips. Yeah. yeah. Time's a wasting. Outmatched follows a blue collar family based in Atlantic City as they try to get by while raising uh, four kids, uh, three of which are certified geniuses. In this clip, Jason Biggs discusses a future episode featuring a couple of nostalgic surprise guests. Uh, Allison Hannigan, my American Pie wife, and Eddie K. Thomas, my uh, who played Finch in the movies, who actually is one of my real-life best friends. They're going to come on an episode. They're going to play a married couple and parents to uh, some genius kids that are in our genius kids' class. No, thanks. They live in Atlantic <laughs> City in this show? He uh, is, is it? Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's I watched one in. episode of it. A blue-collar family based in Atlantic City. Interesting. Uh, I've never even heard of this show. Who plays his wife? Do you have a, a, a cast listing there, Marissa? Because I'm wondering if his wife is actually his wife. Okay. In real life. Oh. That's a good question. I want to rhyme as many words as possible. Outmatched is the is the show. She's looking it up right now. And it stars, obviously, Jason Biggs yeah. and Maggie Lawson. Uh, Marissa's going to click on her. Hang on a second. Scroll down, Marissa. I want to see what else she's been in real quick here. There we go. Stop right there. Uh, gamer, psych, no. cleaner. No, Pleasantville. Her uh, spouse is Ben Koldike. Okay. okay. Okay, Ben Koldike, of course. Or, of course. Or, wait, hang on. Hang on. This just in? Uh, breaking yeah, news? breaking news. Yeah. Breaking what is news. it? I don't know. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. We go down to Jim Eglishevsky, the Pentagon, concerning <laughs> the Maggie Lawson issue. Uh, Jim, in fact, who is Maggie Lawson? Uh, Tom, that's uh, Ben Koldike. Why did I even bother? But it looks like they uh, they were only married from 2015 to 2017. Oh, okay. Two years in That's crazy. Tom, we have a development of the Lawson story. (laughs) Okay. Let's Uh, move on to the next clip. Here we go, gang. Brooklyn Nine-Nines. Cutest couple, Sergeant Amy Santiago and Detective Jake Peralta. Peralta, thank you are uh, still going strong in their third season of marriage for now. And in this clip, co-star Melissa Fumero reveals the issues that the two will soon be faced with. Jake and Amy um, had the all-important conversation of expanding their family and children, which they probably should have had before they got married. Um, There was like a little bit of an oversight there. I want to see you naked. (laughs) Brooklyn Nine-Nine airs tonight, 8.30 on NBC. And that's it. That's my report well done. for today, the 27th day of February. And you did that down one man. That's we amazing. did, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when uh, to quote Pierre, you got to play hurt. Yeah. You but know? you know what? When we're hurt, we yeah. bring in Marissa Magnata. We do. So we're not that hurt. She's the secret weapon. Yeah. Uh, we have a chance for you to go see this movie onward. We got a screening. It's Monday at the United Artists King of Prussia, UA King of Prussia, uh, at 7 p.m. It's Onward, and if you would like to go see it, it is a Disney Pixar film, adventure adventure film, and I can take seven callers right now, and I'll put you in the theater for that movie, 215-263-WMMR. Onward is going to hit theaters nationwide on Friday, March 6th, so let's get you on board. 
We're going to take a break. we got a couple of guests on the show this morning. Ivan Decker, uh, Helium Comedy Club. He's going to be stopping by today. Lisa Welchel, Blair, Facts of Life. She'll be on the program today. I've been loving her show, Collector's Call, on MeTV. Uh, so that'll be in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, we have some other things to give away and get to. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. Here comes the MM Army. Join Marissa Magnata Thursday from 5 to 7 at Taboo, 254 South 12th Street in Center City for a Pacifico official cardboard classic free party. Enjoy $4 Pacifico drafts and register to win a Pacifico VIP cardboard classic experience with VIP access for four to watch the classic, an overnight stay, and lift tickets. Click events at WMMR.com for complete details. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. We have our Word of the Week prize this week. Three nights, uh, three-day drive-and-stay mini vacation to Smuggler's Notch in Vermont, uh, courtesy of Hyundai City. We'll give that away tomorrow, because tomorrow, after all, is Friday already. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, before we do any of that stuff, uh, we have to stroll the halls of the Just Saying Institute, because there have been developments over the past few days at the JSI, uh, and we need to make you aware of those. 200 sprawling acres located in West Virginia. Established in 1921, the Just Saying Institute provides information of no importance to morning (laughs) shows around the world. Well, we need that in our lives. Uh, So, researchers both surveyed 1,892 drivers and based answers that they have to this to determine that uh, this is according to two recent studies, by the way. If you drive an expensive car, you may be a man and you may be a jerk as well. Oh. So that's according to the uh, the two surveys that were done. Oh, I mean, I think we've all seen empirical evidence that suggests that can be true. It can be true. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, are we talking, when we're talking like an expensive car, are we talking a Lamborghini? Are we talking a high-end Porsche? N- not all the way up to that level. Okay. So it they they have determined based on their answers that quote self-centered men who are argumentative, stubborn, disagreeable, and unempathetic are much more likely to own a high-status car such as an Audi, BMW, or Mercedes, and are more likely to engage in sex trafficking. Right? Uh, well, they they left that part out. Oh, if okay. they did indeed do that part of the study, it's not in uh, <laughs> what we have at the JSI. <laughs> right. Uh, the second study found that those driving pricey vehicles were less likely to stop for pedestrians who are trying oh to cross gosh. the road. I saw a guy yesterday, no, the day before, uh, and he was in. Listen, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it was a, a higher-end, sort of really ultra-sporty-looking BMW. Apparently, BMW no longer includes signal devices on their cars. Wow. He was that. weaving in and out yeah, in yeah. a very dangerous way, and it, it just, it's like, it, you almost confirm, oh yeah, there you go. I know, and, and listen, and there are people who will do them in cheaper cards, Absolutely. Too, but... The people in the expensive expensive cars stand out they more do. to me. They do, yeah. Than, than You're exactly right, and so mm-hmm. that's why we think that way. You yep. know what? I forget where I was, but it annoys me when it was raining the other day, and somebody was crossing the street um, at an intersection, and the car just went right through. Like, if you ever drive down the shore, if somebody's coming through the crosswalk, like, you stop. Yes. Yeah. Why yeah. is it not like that everywhere? It is. It's the law is that. Whenever there's a pedestrian. it's not. <laughs> pedestrians have the right of way. Bottom but, line. But it's not, and, and they just, like, all the cars can 
kept going, and the person was standing on the side of the road in the rain, and I was like, I stopped, and, like, the car behind me, it was probably, like, two or three cars behind me, like, honked the horn, but it was like, I was letting this person go. And it was a crosswalk, right? That's I the mean, thing. it was an intersection. I don't know if there was a crosswalk there. Okay. You but it was to... like a like an intersection where there wasn't a stop sign. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, he was at a corner, but he was in the rain. You know, maybe if it was a sunny day, I wouldn't have felt as bad, but right. it was raining out. The guy needs to get across the street. And the person honked behind you? It was like you... two or three cars behind, so maybe they didn't know what was going on, but like still, you know, yeah. it was yeah. raining. I was letting the guy walk across the street. Yeah. Quick, quick question pertaining to that scenario. When someone is crossing the street... Say, like, up here on City Line. You go down, you make a left on City Line, and someone is walking across the crosswalk. I let them get, like, and I'm making a left, and they're crossing. I let them get, like, 80% across, 85%, like, almost right to the side, and then you start going. Sure, Mm -hmm. just to keep traffic moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. And if if it's a it's a wide lane like City Avenue is here, if, if there are, you know several lanes, yes. If they are going the same direction you are, let's say I'm making a left turn, the light turns green. I clearly will make that turn well before they can get to where they're going to be. Exactly. So, so you can make that. I think turn. that's right, right? Yeah. Legally, yeah. I yeah. think you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I mean, but, so you may kill somebody here and there, but for the most part. Well, so okay, let me just tell you. Let me give you another scenario. So in Conshohocken, um, it on Fayette Street, it's two lanes. So if you uh, and there are crosswalks, and this actually happened, it was a terrible, terrible story. Um, but a, somebody, a, a car was letting a little girl cross the street, mm-hmm. and they they waved her to go. She was at a crosswalk, and the person behind them didn't know what they were doing and they went around into that left lane and they ended up hitting the girl and she was critically injured but you know what I mean that's also what you think too is like okay well I'm gonna let this person go but you better hope that everybody behind you knows what's happening I know you need to you need to drive where you where people are going to be aware of you that's why I think you should drive on the sidewalk because (laughs) people will be more aware of you the reaction will be that much more here comes the BMW oh my god so the results of this uh, people not letting pedestrians cross the road thing, uh, the result is based on filming volunteers crossing a road hundreds of times and observing that drivers of flashy cars were less able to empathize with pedestrians, perhaps feeling a sense of superiority over the other uh, road users. Yeah. So the really not- superior people out on the road, Preston, are being driven by people in the back of limo. <laughs> so as as much as you think your S doesn't stink, it's those people who are the better off. Let me go to uh, Jesus. Jesus, good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? Sorry to bother you at work. No, it's all good, buddy. What's up? Yeah, I'm a truck driver, uh, fuel tanker. I'm a local driver. Yeah. And I'm I'm running up and down in 95 all day, every day. And I get caught off by BMW drivers without signaling. <laughs> and they always brake checking me. And it's ridiculous. Uh, and, you, and you notice that yeah. that brand of car more so than others doing it? Yes, sir. So, hey, uh, so do, do, All the time. You know how many times I almost get hit by them, especially when they're merging in? Yeah. Like, there's no space for them to come in. It's yeah. ridiculous. They don't care. Let me let me ask you something. And Preston said it earlier. Do you think it's other cars are doing it as much, but you're just more inclined to notice a flashier car? Uh, there's other cars that do it, like Mercedes, for example. They see all the time. But uh, okay, they don't cut me off. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I I notice it myself, and 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 so part of the deal is I try to be very conscious, especially for truck drivers who have you oh know a God. wealth of stuff to deal with. Yeah, uh, but and it's also oh incredibly God. dangerous to yeah. cut in front of a truck. Yeah, I, I can't they say that. They do not care. They do not care. Really, they always all right. cut in front of me. They'd be I'd be so close to hitting them. 
All I right. can't stop right on the dime. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, thanks, Jesus. Appreciate it, no man. No problem. Take yeah, care. Yep. I, I can't say that I noticed that it's one car more than, or one type of car more than any others. Um, and, in fact, I had a guy yesterday was not in a luxury car and was driving like a total a-hole. And the best part of it was is every single light uh, he caught, I ended up like either right behind him or right next to him. And I'm like... <laughs> you were gaining nothing. I, I just they love were... it. I'm like, oh, my God, you got... I'm so glad that you hey, got my... to this light right before me. Hi. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? Okay, so so with, with uh, luxury cars, people driving like a-holes versus crappy cars, people driving like a-holes, I've noticed a correlation that the crappier cars driving aggressively happen closer to Philadelphia than they do in the burbs. Because they can't make it out there? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I've noticed that the uh, the, the, the higher end, the, the luxury car drivers that drive aggressive, I find are more in outlying areas than within the city limits of Philadelphia. I see the, the aggressive, crappy car drivers <laughs> being in and around Philly for some reason. I don't know why I've picked up on that, but I have. Do you think it's because of the congestion and the nature of the roads closer to the city? That maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You'll you'll find the BMW with the completely blacked out tinted windows driving like an a hole in the city. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm just just something for some reason I've I've paid closer attention to it. Whatever know. the case is, it does help. It does go to reinforcing a stereotype that we have about you yeah. know. I, I don't care. Well, here, Larry. Wants to stand up. He's a BM- He wants to stand up for fellow BMW okay. drivers, or maybe for himself. I'm not really sure. Hey, Larry. Good morning. Hey, good morning. No, it's for myself, not BMW drivers. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. I, I, I happen to drive a BMW uh, 5 Series. Yeah. And the only reason why I bought it, I was a Toyota uh, buyer my whole life, and I needed a car with performance because I was constantly in traffic in '95 and traveling into Delaware, et cetera. And I needed a car to get out of trouble quickly if I had to, or break if I had to. And the car had great performance. Since I bought it um, three years ago, I've noticed that not only do guys in pickup trucks, like, try and cut me off all the time for no apparent reason, <laughs> but I do note that other BMW drivers do drive like that. Okay. predominantly more in BMWs than Mercedes or possibly Audis. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad you brought up pickup trucks, Larry, because, and I was, I was going to bring this up after the call, but, like, uh, how come those guys are getting away with uh, uh, us not talking about? No, I agree. They're, they're bullies. Now, if you were to go, like, if it was car high school, the BMW driver would be the, the wise-ass preppy kid, right, who, who comes from a nice, you know, his parents. Okay. And Money. then the, and I would be the prettiest cheerleader. You would be very, very pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and misunderstood. Thanks. You, know, so, you yeah. actually got, like, a heart of gold, but people think just because you're pretty. That's that it. You're, okay. I anyway, yeah. but the pickup truck is the bully. Okay, if if we're going to stereotype, yes. yeah, okay, if, and if, that's if, what if, we if should we're going to do. do that, if we're going to be fair, we should stereotype. Because listen, no, well, Larry Larry was saying he owns a BMW, but he drives respectively, and he yeah. he notices other BMW drivers that, that drive that way. Uh-huh. I I I notice a similar thing about pickup, especially the really big pickups. Yeah, because uh, they're big and they know it. Yeah, and, and and listen, not everybody drives that way, but when a bigger vehicle like a like a pickup truck is bearing down on you. Uh, I will automatically go, you damn pickup driver. You know what I mean? It kind of just pops in my mind. Mm. Uh, but I have noticed that. Now, I've got a lot of pickups out where I live a little further out. I yeah. live off Northeast Extension. It's a little more rural out the there. Burbs. There's a lot of pickups out there. And I have seen people that... 
They, they you know, they're up higher. It's mm-hmm. bigger. They kind of might have that for a reason, other than just hauling stuff around. So I do notice that. Casey. They've got the testicles hanging from the bumper. <laughs> the, the truck nuts are on the back. Well, a lot of those pickup trucks are just as much as a BMW. Oh yeah, like yeah. Really some of those. Nice like get, yeah. you're right, Marissa. Like oh if you God. get like like a like a like a really tricked out uh, like Raptor or something. By the way, and they're. They're pretty cool. They're pretty badass. Yeah. It says the BMW driver over here. You know, she's like, oh, man, uh, uh, this big up chicks. However, yeah. Are you, what's mm. Marissa's driving like? I don't, you've driven with Marissa, right? Uh, yeah, she's an aggressive driver. Are you? Yeah, yeah I'm um, defensive. Okay, in I'm, an offensive way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, because I'm, I'm in a smaller car. I'm in a, like, a little two-door coupe. Can you? So okay. I, I, when I'm like driving next to a pickup, you have to be careful. Right. You know what? Somebody and you guys know that I've, uh, I've uh, I, I used to be, a, uh, I used to get really hot under the collar of driving and and getting pissed off at other drivers. I've, I've settled down a little bit. And somebody emailed me last time we talked about this, and and I I tried out what they what they offered up. Uh, they had said that they had personally calmed down and relaxed and feel better about driving since they started driving closer to the speed limit. And so I just started doing that. And so now I drive the speed limit and I go in the right lane and I I feel better because of it. You're not in the rat race. I'm not in the rat oh. race. And you know what? Just go on. You do your th- you do you, you but do you, you but you accommodate by staying properly in the right lane. I'm staying in the if, right if lane. If you want a war, you I'm, go into the left I'm lane. I'm letting all that happen over there. Yeah. And, and I'm also I'm listening to audiobooks and things like that, right. which are kind of wow. and you're texting of the, and I'm texting <laughs> and you're no, eating. I, the the audiobook keeps me engaged, uh, keeps yeah. my mind engaged as as opposed to being Hyper focused on Driving. who's getting in front of who, yeah. and 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 I gotta, you know, I'm not letting that guy in, you know, and yeah. all that. I'm like, whatever. I'll tell you what. I'm listening to my stories right now. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> just check out, stories. make TikTok videos while you're driving, and you won't even care about what right I'm doing at all yeah. about what's going on. I just can't sit behind the same person for too long. Like to me, to, <laughs> to engage in driving, I need to like move around a little bit. And she needs to weave lanes. in and out of traffic. I don't weave, <laughs> but like I can sit in, behind a car for a little while, and then I'm like, all right, let me try the other lane and see what's going on in this. One and then I'll move over because you're a social butterfly. But also, as she's live streaming, she doesn't want the same car. <laughs> right. right? The background yeah, is boring. You need to change. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, but it, it's the same thing. Like when I'm walking, we were talking about pedestrians earlier, and I can't walk behind somebody who's going a little slow. I need to. I will tell you what is frustrating, and, and it drives my wife. Insane is to be behind a truck with no line of sight in front. Uh, yeah, I, see, I, I don't, don't like that. I don't like that. Yep. Yes. I, yep. I can't stand now that. they are remedying that in in some ways because now they have the cameras. Like you can see <sighs> from in the back of the truck, you can see what's in front of the truck, and that does help. So I just if, go. I go around. Have you, have you ever seen that? Not on the road. No. So yeah, yeah. So on, on and I've, I've been behind them. You'll have a truck that has basically there is a a screen and on the back you... of the truck that's showing you what's in front of the truck. Hmm. Never in my life. Have wow. I seen yeah, yeah. That. It's Where pretty did wild. you see that around on here? an interstate? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it I, they're, they're, they are out there, but they have so that you you are seeing. Uh, yeah, here we have a picture of it. Uh, I've never seen that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Well, Steve, you just hit something. It is short girl problems. Like, I don't like being behind an SUV for too long because I can't see what is in front of it. So then I have to weave around them. Or you change the lane. You're right. you say, like, like you said. You... <laughs> All right. Now, we had somebody who wanted to defend decent BMW drivers. Right. Landon <laughs> wants to defend decent pickup truck drivers. Right. <laughs> Hi, Landon. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? So I've driven large pickup trucks my whole life, like 15 and 2500s. And the biggest thing you have to look for on the road nowadays is the size of the bed. Okay. So 
people that have a short bed are what we call weekend warriors. You know, they kind of <laughs> just want a big SUV to drive around in. Right, right, right. But people like me, I'm a contractor, so I use an eight-foot bed my whole life. It's your livelihood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the biggest thing with that truck is not actually the vehicle itself, but $10,000 worth of tools you have inside of it. Mm-hmm. So if people are driving around on the road uh, erratically around me. Usually in my truck, I'll try to get out of their way. Okay. Because, you know, if my truck gets hit, the insurance will cover that. But if my tools get broken, that's a whole nother event. I was right, on CityLine right. one time to that uh, point, Landon, and uh, a contractor, obviously. There must have been something. I, I Something went wrong, but the back opened up and his tools spread out all over the road. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was like, oh, my God. I actually uh, drove yep. past uh, tools Thanks, on the Landon. side of the road yesterday, and yep. I was like, I was like, ooh, those are free tools. Because <laughs> it, it looked like a big... Free tools I know, Wednesday. Free tool Tuesday. Yeah. Free tool <laughs> My brother-in-law had a... And I don't know if he still has it. Uh, he had like a big old diesel, you know, four tires in the back uh, pickup truck. And yeah. I drove that one time. Have you guys ever dr- uh, driven a pickup truck on like a highway or, or whatever? Yes. I have um, ever driven a pickup truck. Oh, really? Dude, I ever. had no idea basically how to drive this thing, and I started fishtailing. I was coming onto the Blue Route. It was like maybe a little bit wet out, but I had no idea how like light the back of the truck yes, was. Very much so. And I, yep. I scared the hell out of me. Yeah, yep. You got to get used to it. I feel terrible because um, I, I'm all of these people because when I was in high school, I drove my brother's F-250 for a couple of years. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> That's awesome. Why would you drive yeah. that? Because it was What, so did you cool. sit in the parking lot? I mean, <laughs> I mean for God's sakes, I, that's a daunting vehicle for someone your size to drive. It was so cool. My brother went to college, so I got to drive his car. and That was your everyday car? Yeah. My oh sister-in-law my is, is uh, very tiny. She's probably shorter than Marissa. She's in her 20s, and she drives a giant pickup truck. Yeah, some people compensate. They love uh, it for small stature. What about yeah. you with the Jeep? You love the Jeep. Oh man, you love fun. being up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Yeah, uh, but it's not big and imposing, so it's it's easy to drive. Right. You know, it's uh, Jeeps are a lot of fun. I'm finding out. It was the coolest car to go to concerts with in high school. The Jeep? No, the pickup truck. Why? For tailgating. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I, I had the. Party you could have car. sex in the back. Uh, hang on. Let me you didn't a, say no. You didn't say no. Let me go to Lisa, who's a 911 dispatcher. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Morning. Hey, what, yeah. what's up? So, nine times out of ten, when there's an erratic driver on the road and, like, people call for it, if it's just, like, a regular, like, Honda or something, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's like a blue sedan. If it's, like, a high-class, like, car, BMW, <laughs> They could probably tell me what color socks they were wearing. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Together. Wow. They're like, oh, yeah, and he's drinking coffee, and I'm like, oh, what kind? They're like, French roast. <laughs> <laughs> so they, people become immediately uh, far more observant when it's a high-end car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Like, I, he just picked his nose and turned left. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, you're right, because yeah. uh, there's a bit of a, you know... Uh, I don't know, an FU yeah. uh, factor to it. Well, and you know what, though? For, well, I think, too, like, if I were to call, I could easily identify a Mercedes, a BMW, uh, an yeah. Audi. But for me, like, Toyota, Hyundai, those Nissan. symbols, like, yeah. I need to look exactly. and see what it is. You're exactly right. Let me ask True. you, Lisa, how, statistically, if you can, it, with any sort of the data that you've accrued over the year in years in your job, are the the... the what is the predominant amount of calls that you get when people are talking about erratic drivers? Are they higher-end vehicles, or is it an even split across the board? Um, it's A lot of times it's like Hondas, like Honda Civics, a lot of times. Because there's more of those on the road, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And then you get um like pickup trucks, like the smaller pickup pickup trucks. Hmm. Um, and then I I would say the next would be like um the Jeep that all terrain Jeeps and stuff. Wow. But like okay. it's least likely for the high end ones to be driving get the radicals about, but if when we do it's like <laughs> The details are just ridiculous. Yeah. They can give you the VIN number probably as you're driving along, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, I think there's sketching in the window. I'm not sure. Um, all right. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate it. You know, I see a lot of uh, uh, aggressive driving are uh, work vans. Uh, a lot of, you know, guys that are that are driving a lot, uh, going from place to place. It's not their vehicle. And, uh, hey, and, and I see them work vans driving really around. Well, tow trucks we've talked about. Yeah. In the industry of just tow trucks, we talked about how crazy they are to get to the accident. Yeah, and, and Press, when it, <clears throat> what kind of baffles me is when the name of the company and the phone number is on the side of the truck. How's my right? driver? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I did. I called bike. one place one time. This guy blew around me in through, a, uh, passed through a, a red light through an intersection yeah. to get through it. And I was already going over the speed yeah, limit yeah. as it was, and I'm like, that's insane. That guy's going to kill somebody. So it had the phone number on the side of the van. I called it, and I'm like, yeah. dude, this guy nearly killed a bunch of people. Right, right, right. Very easily done it. Mm-hmm. It was in New Jersey, and I don't know if they ever did anything about it, but I was just really pissed off about it. Uh, so according to this study, if you drive a pricey car, uh, you may be a jerk. Uh, so keep that in mind. Yeah. All right, please. Put on your Audible book and just relax. Yeah, relax a little bit. All right, there uh, I wanted to the hallowed halls of the Just Saying Institute. I wanted to get to at least one hundred acres in West Virginia. One more study from the uh, Just Saying Institute. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Let me see. God, it's all a lot of good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you want, you want to stick on? You want to stay on the roads? Yeah. Want to do another another driving thing? Seems sure. Like we get a lot of calls on this. Um, so you'd think older drivers would cause an uptick in traffic ac- accidents, but a new study debunks that. In 2009, uh, Japan added cognitive tests to its license renewal process for those age 75 and up, and a new study shows that since then, traffic injuries have actually increased. Uh, because so run this by me again. Uh, so they're, they're I'm too are, stupid to perceive this. I, I think there are, there are fewer older drivers on the road, and traffic injuries have increased. Okay. Uh, specifically, there was an increase in those older individuals who lack the protection of a motor vehicle. This is because of Japan's forced euthanization past a certain age, right? Yeah, that must yeah. be it. Really? Uh, it says, our findings suggest that Japan's licensing policies may not adequately consider the dangers facing those who become unprotected when they must start walking or biking after losing their license. Huh. Right. I, you know what I'm guessing? Here's what I'm guessing. What? Old people on bicycles weaving in and out of traffic are causing more accidents. That's what it sounds like. All right, that's stupid. Let me oh, go with something a, else. Yeah. That was a stupid <laughs> story from <laughs> the Just Saying Institute. Okay. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> we went halfway around the world to figure out we didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, how about something completely different? At least we're honest at the Just Saying Institute. We try to be. Uh, it seems social media has made people more aware of the risks that tanning poses. Universities of South Australia researchers or University of South Australia researchers found the greater an individual's ability to critically access and evaluate social media posts, the less likely they were to idealize a golden tan. Okay, so the people, okay, so I got this. So because honestly, everyone, and this is something that we've talked about before, where social media sets unreal expectations on the way people should look, and then filters also exacerbate that issue. You're saying when people have less exposure to that, they don't feel the need to be all tanned up. Yeah, the desire for tan skin has long been a part of Australian culture, according to this Ah. study. 
Uh, despite everything we know about the dangers of tanning and the risk of skin cancer, people are still engaging in unsafe sun behavior. He added, though, that the findings highlight the importance of incorporating media literacy into sun safe education initiatives. Have you ever, did you ever, you know, in your life, do a tanning booth? Yes. You did? I tried. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was you probably, don't impress me as a tanning guy. Well, I, I, I wanted to tan, yeah. but I was always pale. You know, and it came out and, like a sun-dried tomato. Yeah, and it didn't work. Obviously, I would just burn, and and so I tried doing the the tanning bed thing for a little while to see if I could work it in slowly. Right, you know? right, right. Build a base. That didn't work. It didn't work at all. Do you know it's a good I'm thing to do? Destined to be pale. I I, I wear a necklace of Gonshol's, uh turkey bacon, mm-hmm. and when that browns, I get out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I tanned in a tanning bed one time. It was for my junior prom. I felt like I was in a coffin, and I never went back. Oh really? No, um, I couldn't do it. Spray tan, you would. Yeah, I'll for do this. A while. But that was like I, when that came out. I loved it, especially when they started to have like, uh, you know, like organic tans or yeah. they supposedly tell you they're healthier who knows but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes that i have done okay there must be something about junior prom because that was my first one really? too but it was a stand-up and i got sun poisoning oh, from a stand-up no. actual tanning booth and i don't know if it's because i went in like too i put it too intense but i had to well, say you're smaller. They didn't set it for you I mean, they did. I probably thought I had golden Italian skin, and I was pale. They don't have, wow. like, an infant setting? <laughs> well, I hang mean, on. Casey said we have breaking news here. Yeah, is this okay. breaking news? This is breaking news. Right. I actually, yeah. I got to hit this button. Yeah, I got to go to a phone call. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, per our conversation about uh, BMWs and uh, pickup trucks, yes. uh, I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, it's all good. You're you're a correspondent in the field. What did you see, sir? So heading on northbound on I-95, and just before the Gerard Avenue exit, there was an accident with a pickup truck and a BMW. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Talk about a timely story. Yes, you're a good field reporter, Jason. <laughs> nice. Did it look like a fender bender or a serious accident? Fender bender, no all right, major. all right, good. good. We, that's good. We don't want anyone to be hurt. No, we just want them off the road. But there you go. Two aggressive drivers <laughs> met each other, and look what happened. Accident on your BMWs in my pickup truck. On Ninety-five. No, your pickups in my BMW, <laughs> sir. Two great tastes that taste great together. All right, one. Does more BMW thing. make a pickup truck? No, no. No, they have like a crossover. Well, I mean, they have the X3, the X5. There's another X1, maybe like an X7 or something like that. And then they had that like crossover one. Not a pickup truck, though. Not yeah. a pickup no. truck. Um, Jeep now makes something that is similar is to that a the pickup Commander, truck. I think it's called. I don't know what that's Jackson called. Jackson has it. I like it's it. neat looking. Yeah. yeah. Jackson's cool. vehicle is nice looking. I don't, personally, I don't see the point of it because if you, you know, yeah. if you're going to have a Jeep, why not go have, all it. Go have all a it. whole Jeep? Yeah, yeah. But I agree. My neighbor has one. It's it's cool looking. If, if you need the bed the for bed. something, yeah, I understand. Gladiators, right. Gladiator, okay. They're kind of cool, yeah. Is uh, is the Tesla pickup on the road yet? Not that, I don't think so. We saw that, yeah, it's weird looking, right? I want to see it in person before I get conclusive about it, you know? It has a futuristic design. Yeah. You know, that's the one with the unbreakable windows, (laughs) Preston. Oh, yeah, that's right. They shattered it during the demonstration (laughs) like five times. Uh All right, one other thing. Uh, from the Just, Just Sane Institute. Institute. Yes. Uh, face masks. Love them. And respirators. <laughs> what? And respirators are being used around the <laughs> world to, in an effort to combat the uh, spread of the coronavirus. Yeah, but there's like a, it's a specific face mask that works. Like, there are actually a, a couple of very popular ones. Having just been in a, an airport recently, um, yeah, there's uh, there's a whole bunch that are all the rage now. 
Yeah, the CDC, however, cautions that facial hair can interfere with those devices. You have facial hair. I do. And the CDC has a, has an infographic display uh, that shows dozens of styles and which ones are compatible with masks and respirators. Your, the one I think that would go with your face, facial hair, and I looked at the chart, is sort of like a surgical mask. Okay. Yeah, that, that goes around the ears and covers... I, unless I missed misread the chart, I haven't taken a good look at this yet. I just I just glanced at it, so I didn't know that they have a chart that will show you what kind of mask you want to use. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it says uh, you need one that's got a uh, a respirator sealing surface on it. So so when I go when we go scuba diving, yeah, I have to I have to shave my mustache almost ah. all the way down. I don't right. take it all the way off, but way way down because otherwise. It won't seal. It doesn't seal, and you'll you'll get this leak in your mask, and then you'll die. No, you won't die. Oh. You just have to clear your mask constantly, and it's a pain in the ass. So, I could see uh, where that might be an issue around the beard um, if it's covered. Well, yeah, and the mustache as well. But wait, this list has the different types of facial hair. They have the Van Dyke, the Zappa, the Villain, the yeah. Fu Manchu, yep, the Zorro, uh, the toothbrush. What's that's that's a Hitler mustache for crying out <laughs> the loud. The B. Arthur. Who the hell wears that anymore? Wait, half these people look like a, uh, the cast of the Planet of the Apes. On the yeah. lower, what the hell is that? No, they the Dr. Zayas? No, that's the mask on Oh, them. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so it's like, basically saying anything above a um, a goatee is not good. Yeah. It, like, it, even it, me it's and a Preston's like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess so. Casey, it's, you're going to die. Uh, some types of facial hair can keep the... Uh, Exhalation valve from working properly. All right. Uh, styles such as side whiskers, handlebar mustaches, and several others are okay, but styles such as mutton chops and full beards are not recommended. Are any of you guys freaked out about this corona thing at all? No. No. If you put things in, in into perspective, like, and, and the, the, the numbers have been banned, the amount of people just died from the regular flu last year. They're saying also, by the way, I was watching a report, maybe it was on CNN last night. Um, that um, this could be a case where it becomes like the actual flu. Like there's a season, and as things start to get warmer, uh, okay. it, it 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 diminishes. Now they've got a handle on it here with um, it, because it's in the SARS family, uh, and they have vac- vaccines or or at least a, a treatment that will work. But uh, it could be a case though that if it does go away like the flu does, it could return. <laughs> In the following flu season, so but that would give time to at least work on it. I yelled at my son yesterday because uh, he was looking at a dead bat. You know, yeah. I, no, he um he was drinking out of a water fountain, and I was like, "Don't drink out of a water fountain! You're not drinking out of a water fountain." But to that point, like, yeah, to that point, Casey, I'm a little freaked out. Listen, Preston, a, a child died in my neighborhood like uh, a couple of months ago or weeks ago. From what? I don't know. Oh, yeah, the flu. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw the story. Yeah. And so, like, I, I just don't, you know, and, and it, that was a little too close to home. Okay. Understand. So, and yeah. as they're saying, with all of these things, also take ownership with making sure that you clean your hands, making yeah, sure that you, yeah. you take those those simple things. Did you guys see the, uh, I tagged you all in a, I didn't get a, chance a hand to watch washing it. video yeah. uh, that Jimmy Kimmel had out. It was <laughs> no, pretty funny. I, it. Uh, I noticed you that you, in preparation, have shaved off your mutton chops. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> uh, do you know the, the face masks? are only helpful if the person who's sick is wearing them. 
Uh, yes, I do believe. Is that right? Right. That I read so it's that. not a preventative for you getting it at all. You're, you're, it's to help you contain it? It, it's, so what are you walking around for if you're so sick? Well, like all of the people who are not sick wearing them, that's not really doing anything. Okay. Oh. Interesting. You know, in case you ask if, if it's freaking us out, it seems, you know, about every decade there's usually something that pops up. And I've gotten worried about them in the past. And, and this one I'm not really, uh, I'm not going to fret over too much. I mean, because outside of SARS and then there are other things that are they're contracted differently like West Nile virus. There's a and, whole bunch of stuff. And, and There's so much more that will kill you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, just Get, driving here this morning could have killed me. Good rule of thumb, President. When you start having dreams about a very old black woman, that's time to <laughs> <Yeah>. the stand, <laughs> Mother Abigail. Uh, but they say if you if you are in an area that's being affected, um, that when you come home, that you have to. There's like 14 days where you shouldn't basically shouldn't go outside and right. be around other people. But there's a whole group of students from Villanova uh, that are in Italy and and the part of Italy where yeah where um, people are getting sick. So uh, they're saying they're going to have to come home at some point. By the way, do you know? You notice this president for the for the next couple of weeks, where you know it's probably the, you know, not the uh, airport travel could be problematic. We're doing more flying than we've ever yeah. done in oh, the yeah. the entire ever. year. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Yep, we got it. We have a lot of travel coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, by the way, with the with the masks, uh, things like goatees and villain mustaches are okay. Could you use your scuba equipment when you travel, Preston? Uh, you, you know fly? what? I, if nobody has an issue with that, I'll be <laughs> glad to do it. That'd be nice. <laughs> Uh, hang on a second here. Let, let me go to Bobby, and then we, we got to take a break here in a second. Hey, Bobby, good morning. Good morning. Hey, man, it says here you work in a hospital? Yes, in Philadelphia. All right, and do you wear a, a mask regularly for work? Uh, not every day. It depends what kind of patient comes in and okay. if they're airborne or droplet. So if they're uh, airborne, you got to wear a paper mask. It's like a construction helmet with a mask and then elastic bottom, and it has a battery pack to it that blows air into the helmet. Yeah, yeah, I've seen A whole helmet. They were showing that last night. Bobby, do you have to, because with some of these airborne things, do you have to cover your eyes as well with goggles? (laughs) I try not to. Okay. All right, because I've seen that, like, at the CDC, they were showing uh, Um, guys with goggles. Um, uh, Not that I know of. I mean, they might do it with a different type of process going on, but mine's just a hooded, like, a helmet that goes over top. Bobby, did that... Before you got used to it, did it freak you out a little bit that you were, were taking this big of a precaution? Uh, uh, for me, not as much because I was used to wearing masks for other jobs I had in the past. But it can be a little freaky because it just, I mean, but you're getting fresh air into the mat, into the hood, so it's not too bad. Dude, no, I, honestly, and Preston, as we're both you know fans of the stand or anything where there's a, this, a this pandemic. A pandemic sort of yeah. thing. And these people, like, or for example, World War Z when he's going into the center, yeah. you know, and all that's No way! I know, I know. It's yep. wild. I, I get worried when Jackie Bam Bam sneezes. Thanks, Bobby. I mean, because there there are people that work in labs yeah. that, that are around extremely fatal material all the time. It's it's the the tech is a little outdated but it's still a an awesome movie and very intriguing and terrifying the Andromeda strain. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to watch that. All right, well anyhow, uh if you if you want to wear one of these masks and you want it to work properly, uh, shave. Uh you're going to need to do that. And your genitals too. Just, yeah, just, just I, to I wear a mask over my balls. You should. Just to be polite. Right. These are the things from the Just Saying Institute today that I thought I would bring up. Well, they uh, were really good stuff. Thank you. We we do need to take a break, though. We've got uh, a few guests that are going to be joining us on the program this morning. And uh, you know what I'd like to give away just for fun because we made this announcement uh, yesterday. I have a pair of tickets. We're calling number 18 to see Adam freaking Sandler. Stop looking at me, 
Schwan. All right, call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. This show is going to be Thursday, April 23rd at Cure Insurance Arena in Trenton. And tickets go on sale Friday at noon, but there is a pre-sale starting at 10 a.m. today while supplies last. Complete details and pre-sale password at WMMR.com. So call number 18. We will give you those tickets. We're going to take a break. Come back and get to the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Green Day. Sturgill Simpson. Papa Roach. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I am feeling good, and I hope you are, too. Hey, I am feeling good, and I would like you to call in if you would like to win a $50 gift card from our friends at McGurk's, who mm. brought in some wonderful food this morning. I think I just had the Ninth Street Chicken Sandwich. Oh, really? Which is very, very yummy, and they brought in a uh, the McGurk's Big Board, which comes with uh, hummus. Thank you very much. Oh, I like hummus. And all kinds of uh, good stuff along the lines here, you know, sort of cheese and dip, so on. But uh, tonight there is an event at McGurk's, and it is from 5 till 7. Uh, and this is going to be, hang where's the official information? Uh, calendar girls are going to be there because this is in conjunction with our friends at Pacifico for a Cardboard Classic pre-party. Uh, so it's from 5 to 7. Nick is supposed to be there. Nick is out today, so we'll find out who may be filling in for him this evening. Uh, but Calendar Girls, Tori and Tatiana are going to be there, and it's in Fort Washington. It's the Pacifico Cardboard Classic pre-party, which means while you're there, you can get registered to win the Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic experience. So stop by today. We'll take caller number 10, and we'll give you a $50 gift card at 215-263-WMMR. This experience idea is great because they, yeah. they get to uh, they get a, a night's day, right? Yeah. And uh, also and VIP uh, access to the Cardboard Classic. Yep, you get the best seats in the house. Pretty cool. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases. Absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. This is a disturbing story. A 42-year-old Orlando woman is facing murder charges after authorities say she zipped her boyfriend in a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> deputies responded Monday. Oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Geez. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, deputies responded Monday after Sarah Boone reported Jorge Torres was dead. She told police she put him in the suitcase during a game of hide-and-seek. Oh, my God. And left him? Boone said they were drinking alcohol and she passed out in her bed while he was still in the suitcase. Oh, no. But deputies searched her phone and found videos showing Torres yelling uh, he couldn't breathe from inside the suitcase. And Boone could be heard laughing, saying, that's what I feel like when you cheat on me and yelling obscenities at him. Uh Listen, there are a lot of bad ways to go. That's horrific. Imagine that, being zipped inside a suitcase. I think what would be worse would be a shaving kit. Oh, my God. So uh, she's facing second-degree murder charges. I'm just wondering how she overpowered him enough to 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 zip him in a suitcase. Uh, She may have tricked him. Yeah. She she may have tricked him. Let's let's see if you can fit in this. You know, just joking around. He didn't know. That uh, that okay. she knew that she he, she cheated on her and so on. It could be something like that. How much dead boyfriend can you bring on a flight? Um, hundred pounds. <laughs> okay, and that's it. 
A woman who was unconscious as her car sank into a Boca Raton canal on Sunday morning is alive today thanks to the quick action of a man who saw the scene unfold and sprung into action. And there's video of this. I saw it. Yes, yes. Not long after 11 a.m., Sean Turner said that he was driving his truck when his 14-year-old son pointed out the window and said, Dad, there's a car floating out there. Turner said he looked over and saw a white Kia Soul submerged in a canal with a passenger sitting in the front seat. Uh, near the edge of the canal were, were several onlookers. Many were taking pictures and video with their cell phones. Turner said he quickly drove up to the curb and down to the canal's edge. Uh, he um, stripped off his pants, dove into the water, swam straight over to the SUV, and he said somebody had to act because cars don't float long. Uh, Turner's son shot video of his dad in the water. As he approached the car's windows, in the video, Turner yells, she's out cold to people who were watching. After opening the car window... Uh, Turner dives headfirst into the passenger seat of the car, attempts to get the woman out. Moments later, the car starts to sharply tilt forward and sink into what Turner estimates was a 10-foot deep canal. Plenty deep enough. Now, by that time, a couple of people had joined in, right? <clears throat> Two other people did. The tenor of the voices near the canal's edge abruptly shift. Turner's son is shouting in the video, saying, Dad, get out. Dad, get out. Uh, all around him, a squall of bystanders yell, Get out, get out. Moments later, Turner appears on the other side of the car with a woman in his arms. Another bystander who jumped in the water held the woman, according to Turner, as he unbuckled her seatbelt. He said it was intense. Uh, with help of the other bystanders, he was able to get the woman uh, safely to the banks of the canal. He said her car became submerged. I mean, like seconds yes. later, it started to go all the way under as they were pulling her out. Whoa. And it only takes a moment for you to drown, really. What amazed me is that there, there were people just sort of filming it from the side before they arrived. Turner identified the woman he saved as uh, Molly Pedrone. Uh, a friend had said that she has epileptic seizures. She's had them for years, and Sunday's seizure came on suddenly. Uh, Turner said that uh, he is—he's uh, been praised by many since Sunday, and even stopped uh, stopped on the street in Boca Raton, where he was born and raised. So this dude is a hero. Wow. Fast food workers really put up with some crazy stuff, and reports say that on Friday, a 44-year-old suspect approached the counter at a McDonald's in Midtown Tennessee, Tennessee. And asked for a cup of water. The cashier reportedly told the man that the cup normally would cost 32 cents. But since the system was down, she offered the cup for free. Uh, The suspect apparently got upset and then tried to give the cashier a $100 bill. She turned it down, so he started punching her in the face. He's try- she's trying to give him a free cup of water. Yes. He wants to pay 100 bucks for it. She passed, and he punched her in the face. Wow. Knocked no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, police eventually arrested the man and charged him with two counts of assault and possession of drug paraphernalia. Oh, okay, I see. A topless 23-year-old woman was driving on US-1 while participating in sex acts with her boyfriend before getting into a car accident. Deputies went to the area after the crash. They reported a 24-year-old man was standing by a 2010 Toyota with its door open. The 23-year-old woman was slapping and hitting the man who deputies told to step away. The man reportedly refused and was taken to the ground. The woman told investigators she had been driving and was involved in sexual activity with her boyfriend at the same time. At 100 miles an hour? No, I didn't say anything about 100 miles an hour. Uh, She said uh, her boyfriend made a statement... Uh, that she did not like, and they started quarreling. <laughs> and she said that's when she lost control of the vehicle. She said that it was her boyfriend's birthday, and she, quote, wanted to look sexy, so she took her shirt off Yeah, all while this was happening. A witness said uh, that uh, who was driving south at the time when the car sped by and lost control, he thought that the vehicle had overturned. He said a man and a woman ran from the vehicle, and they ended up in some bushes. 
He said the woman was on the ground, sans shirt. Happy birthday. Uh, deputies arrested the woman on a battery charge with a boyfriend jailed on a resisting arrest without violence charge. And then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. <clears throat> Remember this next time you go swimming. A woman in Texas made a bizarre catch while pier fishing in Port Isabel. Fortunately, she didn't touch this creature, as doing so could have left her in pain for hours. Alyssa Ramirez says she initially thought a piece of seaweed had become entangled on her line. Uh, Then she said she saw it start squirming and realized that it was a living creature. Uh, She said, my mom and I looked at each other like, what is that? And I laughed because it was definitely not a fish. It turns out it wasn't a fish, but a potentially dangerous marine worm. This is a scary-looking thing. It's like a science fiction-looking creature. It, it it Yeah, it looks like it's from another planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, she said I didn't touch it because I, it let go of my bait. Uh, it turned out it was what's called a bearded fire worm. That's um, not good. Yeah. By the, way, uh, by the way it moved and the red colors it had, I knew not to touch it. I placed it on the rail of the pier where it's... it let go, and I took video and pictures of it. It wiggled around for a few minutes, and then it fell back into the water by itself. It's scary. There's crap like that in the water. I know. According to USA Today, I, they identified the, the creature as a bearded fireworm, and these animals are capable of injecting a powerful neurotoxin from its bristles, and it can cause a burning pain that can reportedly last for hours. I've never seen anything and like that. And the bristles sort of undulate. It's scary looking. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you uh, this morning. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're scheduled to have Ivan Decker, who's at Helium Comedy Club, stopping in this morning. Lisa Welchel, who played Blair on The Facts of Life. Yeah. She's going to be joining us. She's got a show called Collector's Call. Uh, and uh, we'll spend some time with her in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Do you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your rewards for discounts on gas at participating Exxon stations or for free groceries. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, you know what's great? It's uh, meeting new people. Always like doing that. Making new friends. Yeah. yeah. Unless you don't like them. Yes. But then other then than that. Complete... I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I, I don't think so either. But we have a new friend who's uh, in uh, our studio is going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. Please welcome Ivan Decker. Yeah. Thank you so much. Show. How you doing, Ivan? I'm doing well. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Thanks I so much for having me. I want to say that I've always dug that name, Ivan. It's a cool, Thank I don't you. know, manly yeah. uh, name. <laughs> Ivan. Ivan Drago is the totally original. Drago, is that what people dude. expect? Because you, you, you are a little bit... Um, uh, not Ivan Drago. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'll take it. I'm a I'm the, I'm the emotional side yes, without the muscles. Right, right. There, there was a touching side, and we never got boxer. to see. It. He was so roided up, right? Yes, it was probably there were probably moments that he read Sylvia Plath. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The bell jar and the butterfly, or whatever it is. I don't know. 
I'm not a real, I'm not a plath head. Yeah, I'm going to come in here and yeah. pretend I have some sort of poetry knowledge. Don't well, let the cardigan like, fool you. You're the Canadian Ivan Drago. Yes. Right? Yeah. The pleasant yeah. Ivan Drago. And, yeah. and you're from Vancouver? Yes. Yes, yes. And Vancouver, I was just thinking about this because, you know, doing uh, some research on you and the, the comedians that have come from Canada, so much of like, you know, Lorne Michaels is, is a Canadian mm-hmm. and so much of what we perceive as, you know, American comedy actually has roots that go back to Canada. But I think a lot of that Canadian comedy was influenced by American comedy. So it's been this sort of yeah. relationship back and forth. Yeah, it's been a good give and take, I think. And yeah. and I'm I'm lucky that I had, you know, like Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, uh, a lot of these people who are coming from Is Canada. that who you looked up to? Yeah, yeah those, Jim those... Carrey was kind of a, like, he, he blew up just as I was coming up. Well, yeah. I mean, going back a few years before that, uh, Steve, SCTV oh my was yeah. majority of Canadians in that crew, and, and that's, that's why I always associated Canada with comedy, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and does Vancouver, so uh, Vancouver has the most robust comedy scene? Uh, I think Toronto's the biggest. Toronto's big. They're kind okay. of a real, they're, they're like a real major city. Vancouver is a city, but it's like, it's beautiful. It's pretty spread out. It's very nice. We were and, talking then, about, in the yeah. beach. and then Montreal tries to uh, stick their nose in it with their comedy festival, yes. they just for <laughs> That's yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all, but all everybody's stuff. French there. So it's like a weird. People have these big opportunities. They fly to this place where half the audience doesn't speak English. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Hey, it's, this is the biggest show of your life. By the way, nobody speaks the language you do comedy in. Is that going to be fine? <laughs> have you ever been in that situation because of working throughout Canada? Yeah, I have. And it's, yeah. it's fine. It's great. Do, I'm, you, I'm, do you, in fact, speak French at all? I do not. Because okay. I'm West Coast. So, like, yeah. we the French is there. It's mm-hmm. on the back of the cereal box. When you buy grape juice, you're oh. like, it says raisin on the back. I don't know what that means, but it's gross, <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 there was a big, I remember years ago, there was a big point of contention about which language should be dominant in some areas. Oh, and yeah, and there's all these laws way. around it. Like, the, on a sign, the letters have to be the exact same size. If no, the French no letters are smaller, even by a little bit, you can sue. Wow. wow. It's all so insane. Anybody that works okay. in marketing in Canada is like, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're in L.A. now? I am, yeah. Okay. How long ago did that happen? Uh, about a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Down there. So still fairly new to the area. Yeah. You Getting like used it? to 4.30 a.m. traffic. <laughs> Seems a little... Oh, my God. Early. Honestly... It's so, insane. so the other day we we were going we went to the the our hockey game here. You know, we had an event with uh, uh, listeners, and we have the benefit we pay for it in the hours that we work. But the benefit is we are out of rush hour realm. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you fantastic. dip your toe back into rush hour world, the level of frustration and angst you know is is nuclear. But in in L A. and in your area now, it's off the charts horrific. Yeah, it's all the time. Yeah. So when I go to do a club there, if I'm out, like I'm out in Hermosa Beach a lot, and that's like an hour and a half, I'm just like in rush hour. I was like, I didn't get into comedy to be driving when other people are on the road. This is why I quit college. <laughs> right? yes. You had to go at eight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is, is that it's funny when you stop and look at it, how many, so we obviously we're friends with a lot of comedians on this show. The amount of comedians who are LA-based comedians who post lengthy Instagram videos from their cars, yeah. stuck in traffic. Yeah, ha- have you? Uh, is this something? Because I know social media. You know, you it's part and parcel of what you do now. You have to have. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you? Have you ever? Uh, 
Turn not your... yet. My the, the mount on my phone is not good enough. <laughs> if I turn on my camera, just you see the dome light yeah, yeah. and the roof of the car. You, you don't want that. Mount. Exactly. You got to get one of those ring lights that all yeah. the, the TikTokers use. Yeah. Get a whole setup. Somebody's got to ride shotgun and hold the phone. Yeah, yeah. Because it becomes your mobile studio at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, you 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 won a uh, a Juno award. I right, did for your album. Yeah. Uh, which in the title was. Uh, I wanted to be a dinosaur. Is the name be... of the album. Right, right. And do the Juno have the Juno Awards always had a best comedy album category, or did it go away for a while? They had it for, like when it first came out. Then it went away, and then uh, since there were more and more comedy albums coming out again, the comedy community in Canada got together to sort of reinstate the the category. Okay, and so they brought it back in in 2018, and I was the first one back. Like, oh, well, that's cool. Winner. So you're. So, you're yeah. Yeah. So the previous winners were uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas for the soundtrack to the movie Strange Brew. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the immediate wow. follow to that. Yeah, That's I was the wild. next the next one. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the Grammys of of Canada. It's basically the Recording yeah. Artists Awards. Percentage wise, we and Preston always mentions this that in on on the radio in throughout Canada, they're, they're by law they they have to play a percentage of Canadian artists. Yeah. Does that hold true for Canadian comedians? Um, well, we don't really get played on the terrestrial radio much. Yeah. It's like satellite radio, but yeah. I think there are some AM stations that do it, and yes, it's true of, of anything. So, I mean, if you listen to a, a classic rock, you get a lot of rush. It's just yeah. so much rush every 10 seconds. Bare like naked ladies. Got, yeah, bare naked ladies, rush, yeah. tragically hip, and then yep. if you're on a pop station, it's like Justin Bieber constantly all the time. <laughs> and, uh, what is that, Len, Lem? What was that, uh... Steal my sunshine. Oh right? yeah, Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were Canadian. <laughs> they were Canadian. I thought right? they were Australian. I thought they were Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is funny because, like, growing up, I didn't know, and then I would, I would think, I would like mention a song to like Americans, like yeah. Lisa Lowheed, and they'd be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'd be like, it was on the radio, like every tense. They're like, it's because it was Canadian, you idiot. No. <laughs> that was that was like me going to college. I went to Catholic school all growing up, and then I went to college, and I just assumed everybody was Catholic. I had no idea. <laughs> I did. That. I went to school in Boston, and everybody kept talking about going to the city, going to the city. And I thought they meant Philadelphia, but I realized they were from Long Island and went to New York City. Oh. And it took three months to realize that. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Uh, so you know, this is our first time meeting. How about a little bit about you personally? Uh, do you have a family? As far as uh, married or I am getting married in in June. Oh Ooh, wow! Congratulations! congratulations. Summer. How, Thank you. How long have you been with this individual? We've been together for four years. Okay. And how long have you been engaged? Uh, since last June. Okay. All right. So it was pretty quick. Good. She was very yep. fast on the draw. Like yeah. she had it. She had it all planned. Oh, really? The second I handed her the ring, she's like, "Pick your wedding party. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got a venue booked." <laughs> wow. That's about the time for my wife and I. She, though she would swear, and I think Preston, you would have the same thing as well. The the. Uh, I don't want to make a, a, a generality, but uh, the woman always says it took forever. Well, yeah. the guy's mind it's like this seems like a logical progression. Yeah, at least two or three years to find out if this is suitable. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's funny that like with the proposal is a weird situation, and I, I've talked to a lot of women about it, and they always think like the day that they got proposed to, <laughs> they were going to be broken up with. 
or that the guy was cheating on them. Oh. It's like the same skill set. Yes. To plan a proposal is the same skill set as cheating. It's true. There's a lot of hiding receipts. You got to get friends. You need an alibi. It's like, why would you train us to do this? Yeah. It is actually, you're exactly right. In fact, it's, it's exactly that. the same skill set. It involves that same level of duplicity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to trick them. You got to get them to a park for some reason. Right. How, how did you propose to her then? I prop- I had a plan that obviously fell apart because it was like I had she was going to go to work and then I was going to like set up the house with all the rose petals and everything which I also didn't know you can't just buy petals you have to buy a rose and rip it up okay they're not like chips there's no just bag of rose petals so I was like man this is going to be a lot of work so then she was like she surprised me by being like I'm working from home today I arranged oh, no. so then I was like are you sure you don't want to go to work go to tomorrow work. she's like no I'm working tomorrow too I'm going to be at home so we can be together because you're in town I was like okay well um, that's fine so then I had to like call an audible and just propose that night and then uh, I just like took her out on we have like a, a balcony with like a barbecue and everything out there I, we were having people over and so I was like we better go check on the barbecue and she's like what do you why would we need to check on it and I was like I better take a look and so I go out, and then of course she follows me outside she's like what are you doing you idiot and then I got her out there and then uh, I just proposed there just the two of us so it was nice Aww. and then she went to work anyway because you have to show off the ring, the ri- of yeah. course. Uh-huh. That's that's part of it. So was it was it a, a teary yes? Was it a you know? Was yeah. it okay? Yeah, it was. We we both got emotional. It was yeah. pretty good. But then yeah, the next day she just goes to work. It's also I didn't know this. If she works in an office with a lot of other women, and they just like had rosé. I was like, it's like eleven a.m. They're <laughs> yeah, yeah. drinking. It's <laughs> just like I was like, what's happening? She's like, one of us got proposed. Work's canceled. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> they shut the office down. Shut I it down. I love. I had the plan for it to do, and again, my my plan felt. Preston's actually came through, but but mine mine fell apart because I was same sort of thing. My wife, okay, she was going to be out. I was going to do up the apartment and the whole thing. I get home with the fixins. And um, she's sprawled on the couch having a raging migraine. Oh, no. So I literally proposed to her while she's having a migraine. Oh, wow. But I'll tell you what. Forget the Immatrix shots. Forget all that stuff. Uh, you've never seen someone bounce back from a, a migraine. <laughs> With a diamond ring? Yeah, yeah. And I, you're right. But that need to get the word out. Yeah. You know, it rivals the internet on every level. I yeah. mean, she just quickly, unbelievable. We got to FaceTime everybody. <laughs> we called my mom. My mom had no, she was just like, she's out of it. So she, we called her. And she, like, we've never FaceTimed my mother ever. And so she didn't question, like, why they're calling. She literally just, and she just started talking to us about her day. She's like, I got a new haircut. Everything's fine. We had to be like, Mom, shut up. <laughs> We're engaged. She's like, oh, neat. Oh, neat. I saw a whale oh, today. <laughs> is, is she, uh, relate your uh, fiancé related to the industry at all? Or, or no, so, okay. she works outside of it. She works in uh, fast food. Oh. Really? Yeah. She works Tim Hortons? Uh, no, like close. Like she works for the second most popular chain in Canada, which is the A and W chain. I love A and W root beer. Yeah, right? yeah. Ice. They're they're kind of more root beer focused down here. The restaurants down here are not good. If I've been told. I remember going through Canada when <laughs> I was a different? kid. It was the most exciting thing because they have like here they have like Sonic. You know, we can drive yeah. in and A yeah. and W. It was the same situation, and the yeah. food the food was really good. Yeah, it's, I mean, so it's the, better in Canada. It's like the best. They're yeah, like okay. next to McDonald's. They're the number one. 
Okay. All and, right, I so mean, no one's going to beat McDonald's. They're the yeah. New York Yankees. They got too much money. <laughs> right. They buy up everybody. <laughs> True. Yeah. Is there a, the A and W? Is that the the one that's right off of the Turnpike uh, by the? Jack Frost Mountain? It's closed. No! Because every year I want to, like, get a uh, root beer float on my way home from yeah. our Cardboard Classic, and it's not there anymore. They're, from what I remember, their their burgers were really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, so that, that's cool. Oh. So they, so you have this prospect. Does she get your, I mean, is she, she's got to obviously be cool with your line of work. Yes, yeah. She's been the most understanding out of anybody I've ever dated, which is why we're getting married. <laughs> you need to have that. I picked the best one <laughs> yeah. out of the lot. Right, right, Where right. Where are you getting married? Are, are you getting married in L.A. or? No, we'll do it in Canada because that's okay. where all of our family are. So we've, we're going to do it up in Vancouver. How much family um, will attend? Yeah, it's probably a lot. It's like 150 people. So not a huge wedding, but we both have pretty big families. Okay. And then there's all the drama of the seating chart with like, because my parents are divorced, so they got to separate uh. them. Do they get along at all? Do they well, see they each have other never. All? They haven't spoken. I don't think they've been in the same building since wow. they, right? since I was like nine. How wow. do you handle that? I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna have to do it on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> all right, so, I never thought about that, man. Yeah. The wedding and bringing back uh, estranged, you know, couples, parents uh, for that. Is it possible? I mean, let me ask you: Would the unspoken rule be something, or would an un? Would it be cool with taking the warring factions or the separate factions of the family and putting them in two separate rooms? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or just have two I different mean, weddings. Well, yeah. or, or, you well know, some so, people do that, right? Yeah. They have multiple weddings. But, I mean, if you were just, if everyone's like, look, I don't want to see them. They don't want to see us. And you kind of, you know, you're you're the, the star attraction. You vacillate. Everyone gets their chicken uh, cordon bleu or whatever they're having, and, and they, you go back and forth, and that's that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is that... I mean, it would be good, but I'm not that nice. I'm like, get it together. Yeah. It's one day. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's your day. You guys deal with it. Yeah. And you made like- me. Yeah. You must have expected this at some point. <laughs> right, yeah. But all right, so I'm just curious as to, all right, so they split when you were nine. How did the whole exchanging go? Because, you know, somebody would have you for the week or the weekend. Oh, yeah, we were every second weekend with my dad. Okay. So that was, and we li- I lived in a small town. So the only way I was in the actual proper city of Vancouver was that was where my dad lived. So oh, all right. I would go from, like, farm town to the big city every second weekend. It was all very exciting. I think that's why I ended okay. up doing comedy was because I liked the city. Yeah. It was very fun because there was not really a whole lot going on in town if you didn't play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so were you basically just dropped off out front and, all right, I'll see you in a few days or? Yeah, my dad would come pick us up. Okay. And so he would come and get us and then we'd like take us into the city. Because we've talked about this on the air where like it's so contentious that they will choose like to make the exchanges in like parking lots of police stations and <laughs> yeah. stuff like oh, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To avoid. Yeah. To, to my avoid mom would more. go out. She usually <laughs> wouldn't be home when my dad arrived. It would be like, there's like an airlock like in uh, Silence of the Lambs. There's a sliding, put the kids in your side. And then they close it. <laughs> wow. That, you know what though? In a way though, if it's that bad between them, uh, you know, it, it, the kid and kids know when the parents hate each other. Yeah, and so, so like when parents try to stay together, it's like you're only making you're making the situation worse. Just split and admit you hate each other, and, yeah. and carry on. Yeah, you know? let's all get on with our lives. <laughs> I was looking at a, at a picture of your fiance. We were checking out your social media here. She's a ginger. Yeah, you guys are going to have the most pasty white children <laughs> ever on the planet Earth. I know. Maybe we shouldn't have kids in L.A. They're going <laughs> to light on fire when they're outside. <laughs> Beautiful, we should yeah. maybe move up here somewhere where it's less hot. <laughs> well, you're in L.A. for Christ's sake. You're yeah, 
Uh, yeah, no, she, she is she is lovely. Yeah. And you're going to obviously then live in L.A., yes? Yeah, I think so. All right. We'll see all what right. happens. I mean, I don't know. I like it around here. East Coast is always fun. So yeah. you, you do a uh, you do a podcast. I don't, uh, um, you know, obviously we're, we're learning about you. Satan's lawyer uh, defending the indefensible. Yeah. Uh, explain the conceit of that. So a, a friend of mine, he's a, he's a writer for a, a political website in Canada, yeah. kind of like The Onion. And right. so he came to me and was like, let's do a podcast where we have to defend something that nobody likes to defend. Okay. And so it seems kind of fun because it's easy to attack things that people don't like. Right, yeah. And so I was like, let's try to defend things that people don't like. Now that's so. a slippery slope. Have you caught in any crap for where? where uh, you- not yet. I mean, I don't know. It'll. You know, my, my son's going to college his first year in college and he's taking an English class and, and he was getting given this uh, assignment the other day, which is um, he has to defend slavery. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What? Well, and that's well, it because d- so it's, you- it's, a, it's, a, it's a case study. It's, it's a trying, how did you defend the undefendable? And it's, yes, and while some people might go, how on earth can you? It's an interesting look at how one might have to defend something that, they, you know that's, what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a study. Weird. I know. I had to do yeah. similar classes in college. I had a, a class called Persuasion. And it was like, here's yeah, the deal. It's too, but they didn't pick slavery. Well, no, <laughs> they, they, they pick <laughs> what's, what's the upside is that you never have to pick your clothes in the morning? No, but you, <laughs> well, I listen, don't know. you had to defend no matter what you got. So it was like one person was for abortion, somebody was against it, you know, uh, for death penalty against it you know and that so, seems a little bit more standard than uh slavery, slavery. Yeah, i understand yes. that but the idea <laughs> that you have to like, try and you know even if you disagree with it well i know because yeah. honestly like in a court of law no matter uh-huh. how somebody had to step up and represent you know harvey weinstein yeah it's the yeah. way the system works uh, you have is- to have a passionate advocate for the other side, or else you can't progress. So there this you go. is a whole different topic, but I would absolutely not do that. I would say I'm not doing this. Right. I'm not doing this project, mm-hmm. Slave, mm-hmm. especially with your history of slavery. But death penalty, sure. I'll well, I would, would, would you take on slavery? No, and, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. No, no way, man. <laughs> not going there. Canadian Ivan <laughs> Decker supports slavery. <laughs> what, what are what are some of the topics that you've tried to? So we have done like uh, democracy is yeah. bad. Yeah, climate change is good. Right. Uh, we did the royal family's great because he <laughs> hates the royal oh, family. In Canada, there is this this massive love hate. Yeah, people deal. like it. Well, because they still get money from us. Yeah. And so people are like, and they're still on the money. Yeah. And it's this whole thing where people are like, why do we like them? And so we had to do this whole researched uh, argument of like, we love the royal family. We think <laughs> and, it's great. And there was a passionate <laughs> response to the uh, Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. Yeah. Of course, they're not. The word is now they're going to live in California. Oh, really? That's because they've been looking at properties in California. They're yeah. stalking you. I feel. Uh-oh. <laughs> they're following me. Yeah, they went to Canada. first. They go to British Columbia. They're like, nah, too I rainy. Do, Where's always, that Ivan Decker guy? <laughs> I've always loved that though. That, that the Canadian influence, uh, the mini, the, the British influence up there to some extent, and also like like when you visit Bermuda, it's kind of cool. High tea is a fun thing. Yeah. You know? So there are little things that make it, and, and actually going to London with the show went. Uh, last year. Yeah. Oh, cool! Uh, and it was, uh, or the year before, Two and it was, ago. and it was uh, sensational. You know, it's 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 fantastic. But yeah, uh, it's funny because there was a shift, I think, in sort of uh, the generation before mine. Like Canadian media used to be heavily influenced by the Brits, right? So like we like Monty Python, and like yeah. you know, uh, Coronation Street is still huge up there. It's like one of their soaps, but it's like they really 
were the the primary uh, influencer, and then in like the eighties, nineties, I think American TV sort of took over because it's closer. And there then, you so go. My generation are much more. You can walk it across the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's much easier yeah. than, than all the other stuff. That's that's pretty wild. Uh, so, in addition to the podcast and other stuff, and the and the, and the stand up is actually how many years you you've been at it for just. I mean, I started on my 19th birthday, so I've been about 15 years now doing stand-up. Really? You look so effing young. You do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that so free health care. <laughs> um, they give you lotion in the mail. They do? <laughs> and they don't, they don't take it out of your taxes at all? No, just straight. They send it. There's all got a dispenser. There's just house. a money tree up there in Canada where they pluck the... Uh, uh, let me ask you, to, to that point, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, with starting and, and stand-up, there was a story, and I don't know if this is apocryphal, but your your first open mic night, you got booed off the stage? Oh, yeah. Because that rarely... <laughs> I know, I didn't you, know. She, I thought you bring, it was common. You bring your time. friends with you, so they don't. Yeah, I didn't bring any friends. <laughs> I was in the big city. They're all... My friends, it was probably uh, harvest time. They had to be in the fields. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the city, and I, I do this show, and... It was bad. I also had bad mic technique. Like, I held the mic too far away from my mouth, so I was too quiet. But it was also the way the club had built it was, like, this crash and burn night, which was basically built around the idea. Like a gong show? You know the gong show? Yeah. It was kind of like that. So it was, like, you know, it was pro comics having to do all new material, and then they brought in some new comedians who'd never done it before. So I was there. Well, that's a recipe for Yeah, it doesn't seem like it'd be fun at all. And so (laughs) then I was too quiet on the mic, and, like, a table of dudes in the audience just started chanting, like, crash and burn. Burn. Oh, crash no. and burn. And then the whole audience started chanting along with them, crash and burn. And then they just started booing. And I was like, I left. And then I thought, because I, I didn't know. I was like, yeah. I guess I'm fired from showbiz. Like, you get booed off. That's it. You're done. Yes. And then the manager was like, I don't care. Come back next week. And, and you did, which is, which yeah. is, because I remember the, the first time I did stand up, I did great. Nice. Second time I did horribly. Yeah. Because they changed, they went to the same club, but they changed the lighting. And oh, it's no. a, you know, when you yeah. get up on stage and you see from the stage to the audience for the first time, it's like, what the F am I looking at? Like, it, it's yeah. totally disorienting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's weird. And it sounds different, yeah, too. Like, yeah. the way the laughs come toward the stage versus how they sound in the room is, like, completely different. That's why you talk to comics who are like, oh, man, I did so poorly. And it's like, well, no, you were just up higher. <laughs> the laughs are That's down true. here. We just had a case like that happen with yeah. uh, with uh, a yeah, veteran comedian he, yeah. uh, who who thought who did our charity event uh, in, in this room, and he thought he bombed, and we're like, no. <laughs> Everybody was, was laughing. laughing. You yeah. were doing great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's all you know. But you 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 stuck with it, and the rest is it. Now you're marrying a ginger, and all is good. So. <laughs> exactly, the rarest genetic makeup on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Ivan is going to be at Helium tonight. There's an eight o'clock show tomorrow. There's two shows as well. Saturday there's seven thirty and ten p.m. And you'll want to get tickets, and you can do that at Helium. Comedy.com. So is this, have you been to Philadelphia before? I have not. Excellent. I'm, I'm so excited to be in, here. I've enjoy been... our fair city while you are here. Thank you sir. very much. Yeah, no problem. We're often called the Vancouver of uh, the United States. <laughs> a lot of people don't All know right. that. In fact, a lot of people never heard that before in their lives. <laughs> uh, HeliumComedy.com to get those tickets. Thank you, Ivan Decker. Nice to see you. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. The black keys on a piano are either sharp or flat. The black keys on stage are never flat. They're amazing. MMR rocks. 
The Black Keys, Saturday, August 22nd at BBNT Pavilion. Win tickets this week with Jackson or hit up the contest page at WMMR.com. All winners qualify to see the Black Keys in sunny San Diego. MMR has more free tickets during our block party weekend and your chance to see them in Southern California. Click WMMR.com for our giveaway cheat sheet and all the details. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. 93.3 WMMR and the Black Keys. Everything that rocks. Yeah, so uh, the, the Philly Pops, it is such a cool show to go to. If you've never been to the Kimmel Center before, that alone is worth the trip. It is one of the most beautiful rooms, I think, in the in the city of Philadelphia. It is. It sounds fantastic. The orchestra is wonderful. Uh, they they not only <clears throat> will recreate uh, songs by whatever the theme happens to be, but they add a uh, they they add so much to it. It 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 can take music that you already love. And appreciate it in a new and sometimes even more beautiful way that it's presented. Yeah, so so like you had the experience with the Beatles music and the fact that they, uh, you're right. It it's it's exactly the opportunity for someone who's a fan of a of a of an artist or whatever to hear it presented in a way that reinvigorates your appreciation. Yeah, and as uh, I was, we were getting rid of this contest. So so Phil Phil Collins. Not only a great uh, singer and songwriter, uh, he's a wonderful drummer. Uh, and, uh, you know, it goes back to the early days of, of Genesis when they were more progressive and they were doing odd time signatures and really adventurous music. You have to be a really great drummer to play that yeah. stuff. Uh, they got a little more poppy and straight ahead, but still, Phil has his own signature sound. So we're going to do a contest called Phil's Fills. And what I'm going to play for you is a drum fill. For those who don't know what a drum fill is, it's a musical segment on the drums that can usually be a transition into uh, one movement to another or the end of a phrase going into another phrase musically. It's just a way to fill in that part, that that piece of time. So it's called a drum fill. And uh, so I've isolated some pretty well-known fills from our buddy Phil. Yes. Uh, some are really obvious. A couple of them are going to be hard. I will, I will definitely throw that at you. And if so, we'll we'll try and get some winners. If we don't, we'll we'll pass over those and and uh, move on to ones that you can get. But uh, it's Phil's. Phil's are very short clips. It's almost like a noodle that uh, that Pierre might play for you. Yeah, this will be fun when he does name that noodle. So two one five two six three WMMR is the number. By the way, tickets are on sale for the event. Uh, and this is just happened to be particular the show uh, March seventh at three p.m. at the Kimmel Center. Uh, so let's take some calls and see if we can uh, get ourselves a winner. I'm going to go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, bud? How you doing? All right, Jeff, I'm going to play a clip for you. I'm going to play a drum fill from Phil Collins. You have to tell me. And by the way, these could be a Phil Collins song or they could be a Genesis song. We took it from all of his uh, his musical library. But on the better known side. Yep. Uh, are you ready to try this out, Jeff? I'm ready. I'm going to start with a really obvious one. So here we go. Name this song. Right. Say that again. I don't care anymore. Yes, yeah! absolutely. Oh, I don't care anymore. Hang on the line, man. We're going to give you tickets to see uh, Philly Pops rocks Phil Collins, the music of Genesis and Phil Collins. This is such a beautiful drum part. That's a great song. And Chester Thompson would actually play this. I'm curious if Chester maybe came up with this beat or not, even though it's Phil's Phil's. I, you know, he is so talented. He 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 might have. Yeah. I think Phil liked to really be the one, 
you know, writing the drums. My favorite parts of concerts when you'd see them, Preston, they would do this drum exchange back and forth. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, next caller, we're going to go to James. Hey, James, good morning. Good, how you doing? Good, James. All right, so Phil's Phil's. I'm going to give you one. It's not as obvious as I Don't Care Anymore, which is the one we just played. This one's going to be a little harder. You ready to try? Yes. All right, listen closely. Phil's Phil. It's a good one. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll play it for you again. Listen closely. All right. See if you know that one. James? That's really hard. Uh, I'm just going to guess the studio. No, it is not the studio. Thank you, sir. Incorrect. Um, This is is one of my favorite songs to play from Genesis on the drums. Uh, Let me go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Yes, I'm here. All right, Steve. Phil's Phil. You want to hear that one again? Uh, Yeah, if I could. All right, here we go. A little quick. I'll play it for you even one more time. Here we go. Listen closely. All right. What might that be? Uh, I have no reply at all. Good. Yes, you got it. All right, my man, hang on the line because you have just gotten yourself some tickets to see uh, the Philly Pops playing the music of Phil Collins and Genesis, and that is uh, the March 7th, 3 p.m. show at the Kimmel Center. So congrats. All right, man, nailing it. Nailing it. Yes. I love it. All right, let's go to another caller, another song. By the way, let me play a little bit of the, the full song. singing while he was yeah. playing these parts, too. I've been trying to get over them All but it's out of my reach And there's no reply at all There's no reply at all This, this... And the Earth, Wind, and Fire horns. Yeah, Tower yeah. of Power. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, let's go next to Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? <laughs> All right, Bob. Can we call him Bobby? Yes, he should have called him Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Play that one more time. I'm sorry. Bob. Bobby. We just added that to the arsenal of We got to have names. it. We're, we, the shows were evolving. Bob, we are going to play another Phil track. You ready to go? I am. All right, this is a hard one. Listen closely. It's a quick clip. Here it is. I'll play it a couple I'm, times. I'll, 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 go ahead. All right, here we go. It's a great drum. I'll, I'll just get to studio. Okay. So studio, no. That's it. Uh, okay, Sorry, my man. All right, let's go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, uh, you guys rock. Thank you. Are you guys rock? <laughs> are you guys rock, too? Yes, yes, we are the rock guys of everybody. Yes. You know that? All right, Jeff. I'm going to play a Phil Phil. Here we go. No. So, oh, yeah, start it yeah, over. Yeah, Thank better. you. Here we go. I'll give it to you three times. Just keep it fair because it's so short. Here it is again. All right. And then one last time. Okay. Let's see if you know that, Jeff. You know, that's just a job to do. That's correct. We have some real fans on here. This is a great song. This is off uh, Illegal Alien? I mean, uh, the, 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 Mama, the Mama album, they call it. 
Right? I don't know. Okay, I think that's off. Yeah, I do not know. You know, with the with Genesis present, I would listen to it so much that I had to take years to kind of go away from it. Yeah, because I, like I over listen to it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff got that right. We're going to set him up with the uh, tickets, and uh, tickets are on sale now. By the way, March sixth to the eighth at the Kimmel Center for those shows. All right, next up is, I believe, Justin. Hey, Justin. Hello. Oh. <laughs> All right, Justin, you ready to play? Justin? He's gone. Oh, we just lost him. Oh, okay. man. Uh, let he, me... he was actually literally passing away as we took that call. Let me go to Gene. Hi, Gene. Hey, you know, I worked on a Phil Collins TV special and got to watch him get thrown around a ring by the Ultimate Warrior. Really? Wow. Yeah. When was Back this? Back in the 80s. Wow. Back in the 80s. Where? Uh, well, it was in one of our local studios because he was touring and shooting segments as he toured. Okay. So I watched him do that as well as sing a duet with Barbara Mandrell. This sounds like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes. <laughs> All right, so he was he was wrestling and singing with Barbara Mandrell. No, no, no. He, yeah, he was singing with her. He wasn't wrestling with her. He should have wrestled Barbara Mandrell. I think that'd be a better match. We're looking at video yeah. footage yeah. of him. That is that Sting who's throwing him around? It looks like it. No, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate, Ultimate, Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. That's who this. Oh, my God. All right, well, then you, you are well qualified to play this game, sir. I'm going to play a fill-fill. Let's see if you can get it right. Listen closely. Here it comes. Okay. That's a quick wow. one. Yeah, uh, I got it, though. Let me hit this again. Listen closely. All right. It's really distorted on this end. I'll give it to you one more time. Listen closely. All right. Is it Land of Confusion? It is not Land of Confusion. Thank you anyway, but you'll always have the memory of he and Barbara Mandrell singing together while wrestling the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, I'll go to Matt next. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. We're playing Phil's. Phil, this is a quick drum clip of Phil Collins. You ready? Here we go. All right. Can I hear yes. one more? Yep, one more time. All right. And a third time. That's a hard one. Uh, uh, it is. Shot in the dark. Follow you, follow me. No. Oh, beautiful song, though. That's a wonderful song. Yeah, that's wrong. Uh, we'll try another caller out on that. We'll do three on each. I'll go to John. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on? Yo. I did not see Phil Collins. <laughs> that's what Bob <laughs> Then you've joined several Maybe of that'll work in your benefit. Yeah. John, here's the clip. Listen closely. All right, I'll give it to you again. Listen again. Damn. Oh, that's a tough one. One last time. Here it is again. Some of our texters are getting it correct. Mama? No, it no. is not Mama. Sorry, bud. Ah, All right. That was three. That was three? Yeah. Okay. Was it? I thought that was two. Uh, was I remember uh, Gene and then... Uh, okay. All right. Uh, was it two? Ah, it's no. misunderstanding was ah. the song, so we'll play a little bit. Move all the way to the last one. We're gonna all we're right. gonna do one more, and then we got to take a break because our guest is uh, on the way. And I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be the home run. Okay. In fact, I could probably tell you to just I wouldn't even have to play it. You probably know what it is. It's the most uh, recognizable drum fill from Phil Collins. Oh God, yeah. I'll go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. 
Solo, you guys rock. Thank you. All right, Anthony, if you were to guess what song I was about to play for you, do you would you want to guess? Turn it on again? No, but I'll let you actually listen to it now. I just wanted to try that on. It, this is clearly the most recognizable drum fill that Phil Gollins ever played. Here we go. Okay. What is it? In the air tonight. Yes, of course. Absolutely correct. Hang on, we're going to get your information. We were just watching a video yesterday of a DJ slapping a woman's (laughs) boobs to the the rhythm of that. Ridiculous. I think it was his wife. It may have been his wife. Uh, but that is correct, sir, and we're going to give you tickets to see the Philly Pops with uh, playing the music of Phil Collins and Genesis. And uh, that show is going to be March 7th at 3 p.m. the Kimmel Center. And uh, don't forget that the tickets are on sale now March 6th through the 8th at the Kimmel Center. So there you go. Everybody's happy. Love it. Good to go. All right, our next guest is all set to go. Steve, you love her show? I love her show. I, I've watched every episode. I DVR the hell out of it. And uh, if you are a collector, this is definitely your thing. And I, listen, even if you don't collect stuff, watching people with their uh, with their collections of memorabilia or whatever it may be, it's just cool to see. And so much of it is pop culture focused that yes. you'll find a way to enjoy it. Do I even play the theme song to bring yes. her on? Yeah, because you I have to. followed her most of her life, I would imagine. But, you know, what can you say? Uh, please welcome Lisa Welchel to the show this morning of Me TV's Collector's Call. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Boy, I can't tell you how much that means to me that you actually watch the show and know the show and love the show. That Thank you. I, I kid you not. I saw the, because I'm a big fan of MeTV. I love the way they present everything and the the, uh, the uh, sense of humor that they have. But I started seeing ads for the show pop up. You're the perfect host for it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be a blast for you because especially some of it home. For example, there was a collector of, of Charlotte Ray. um memorabilia and, you know, the stuff that had to do with the uh, facts of life as well. And uh, that was cool for you. But are, are you at your heart a collector as well? I'm not a collector. I'm yeah. not. I, I I tell you what makes it just what, why I love it, though. Um, after my kids grew up and, and I, I didn't want to go really go back to show business per se, because it's just so hard after you reach a certain age. It's just depressing. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, what would I do? You know, ask the question, what would you do if you, you know, if you weren't afraid? And what would you do if, even if you didn't get paid for it? And I just, I'm really curious about people, and I love asking questions. So I, I became a life coach. And so this is perfect because these collectors are fascinating, and they all have amazing stories. They're all very touching. 95% of the, the reasons they got into collecting is something to do with their childhood. Yeah. And they're, they're either, you know, they're, they're wanting to, to keep fresh either a relationship or a memory or a season or a feeling. And it's just very touching to me. And I'm, and, and it's colorful and it's full of passion. And so that's what is really just, just touches me and why I love being a part of the show so much. And, I do learn a lot. Well, it, it is. It's it's it's, it. it's historical. It's pop culture historical in a way. You have a guy who will come in. You have the collector, and then you have someone who is sort of an appraiser, who is an expert in that particular field. And what I found is, and I do collect stuff, there's a certain rush to to hunting something down. The, our, the, the, we have a, all have the same doctor on the show, sort of the celebrity doctor in town, Dr. Uh, Mike, and he does this as well. And, and it's the thrill of the hunt. And finding something and getting a deal on something, and and that does mean a lot. And you've had 
Wizard of Oz collectors. You had Ralph Garman, who's you know from from uh, works with Kevin Smith and and uh, KROQ in uh, in Los Angeles. He has um, the original Adam West Batman. He actually has a hidden Batman room and movie posters, and it's 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 an amazing array of stuff. And and they all seem to have that thing, that little switch that gets flicked. That that you know they do their due diligence. They're always searching for this stuff. And you take these, you know, regular people, and and they they become interesting through their love of of their collections. You're right, and, and so you're so right because we also bring the the appraiser in first of all, which is. Do oh, lose her? Oh, no. uh, Lisa, are you there? We just lost her. We lost her. Wow, oh, bummer. She's so sweet. She's it sounds like the line's still open, but uh, I don't know if there were. Lisa, two tap the microphone if you can. Maybe there's a robot in the room. Please let us know if there's a robot in the room. Uh, it started to break up at the yeah. at the top there, so maybe some, maybe a phone collector right. took the phone away. <laughs> Who did I finish the interview for a couple of weeks ago? I don't remember. Because Kathy could probably take over for Lisa here if you want. Whoever it was. No, that's right. They were a celebrity that defended slavery. No. no is that what it was? Nuh-uh. <laughs> Move on. Go past this point. Uh, oh, the phone's ringing again. Yeah, I think, I think we'll we're get her back. We'll get her back. We can. I think, I think we're going to get her on. Where Where did we leave off? What was she we left off. About? She was about to say, oh. <laughs> yep. Remember that? All right. Hang on a second. Let's try this again. Take two. Lisa, are you there? Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> oh. All right, we were afraid we lost saying, you. I think it's a waste of... You ready? Yeah. Okay. I was just saying I think it's a waste of time that we bring the appraiser because nobody wants to sell their stuff. <laughs> it, it means too much to them. And we bring we bring we have a twist at the end where we offer them to swap something that they... that Something they've always wanted that's kind of the holy grail, something they've been looking for, but they have to trade it for something kind of of equal value that the appraiser asked for. So so, and so you and the, the, the producers, I'm sorry to interrupt, Lisa, so the producers will go, yeah. you'll be able to track something down that's coveted in their, that's part of their collection? We, we, we find out what they've been looking for, what they want. We try to find that. And then we offer that to them, but the appraiser then asks for something in return from their collection that really is of, of equal value. And it really, it's, it's, you know, it's surprising because even if it's something they've always wanted, it's very difficult for them to give up anything because you're, it, it's not just about the monetary value. It's not just about it, the, the value of the item. It's emotional. It's got all that other hunt yeah they went through to get it what's the story behind getting it you know you add all that to it it's worth more than just somebody giving you something so they and they seldom do it's very rare that it happens they they do to trade but for 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 people for geeks such as uh such as myself and i mean all of the the things are hit for preston they had a jim uh pederick uh who is a a, a former member of the band survivor oh and he had like 190 guitars of all different types. And That's all, awesome. This is pretty awesome. They had Jim Engel, a cartoonist and a toy designer. He had original panels of Stan Lee wow. art uh, of comic books where they had actually taken dialogue bubbles and moved them around and switched the dialogue for the characters. So it, it, it's, it's so cool they go so deep. It's funny, though, Lisa, to see some people who are sure their collections are worth a whole bunch, mm-hmm. and they're really not. <laughs> There was a uh, yeah. yeah. There was a guy who collected a whole bunch of Twilight Zone stuff, and it was basically worth what he paid for. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
but it was still cool. Yeah. That, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> but you, you're, you're very encouraging. You're very comforting. But, uh, for, again, it, it's it's a unique show. It, it's very uh, engaging. And now you have the new season. And coming up on the new season, you have uh, Scott Hamilton. He's got a wild collection. He does. And, oh, my goodness, what a nice, nice guy. And you know what? His collection, so he's got a collection of pinball machines. And, of course, we also cover his collection of, of Olympic memorabilia. But his collection of autographed uh, rock guitars came because of his huge heart, of his his own um, getting involved in uh, charities because of his own uh, struggles with cancer and yeah. then and then raising money for cancer because he was involved with all these charities. So apparently, many of the musicians will find guitars and then donate them for auctions to raise money. And because he's so involved with these, and again, most of the collectors, get they start collecting things that are, uh, had to do with their childhood. So from the time he was young and on the ice, he would put in music in his Walkman and yeah. skate to it. And so he's hanging on to those memories from childhood mm-hmm. by now collecting these guitars of meaningful musicians that meant something to him as a child. I think he I think he has a guitar f- signed by both Glenn Fry and, and Don Henley. Yes, that's yeah. right. He also has a guitar decorated by, uh, oh, I'm, I can't even remember. I guess I'll have to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, he, it's it's yeah it's on Sunday you know it's it's right on after Colombo I know it well so uh, it's uh, it's it, right. Sunday nights at nine thirty yeah uh, nice. it's a lot of fun so this is the second season and Lisa will this just uh, you'll keep going with this as long as they want to do it absolutely I'm I'm loving it so Excellent. much so much fun right. and, and, and correct us if I'm wrong are you recently a, a grandmother yes I am thank you for asking what? I wish I could show you a picture. <laughs> Without my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, for us. You'll have, look, you'll have to look on my Instagram account because there's plenty of pictures there. You'll understand from our reference, you know, playing like Facts of Life and years growing up with you uh, on those sh- on those shows. To think of you as a grandmother, but I can't think of a more awesome grandmother because you're incredibly sweet. And it comes through on the show as well. And and uh, my guess is, I don't know, you might be a doting grandmother. I'm going to spoil my grandchildren's <laughs> thinking. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's it's great to see you having the success, Lisa, and it's wonderful that you're you're back in this in, in the world of entertainment these these past couple seasons. And we wish you the best of success. So continue on. Thank Collectors so call much. Sundays at nine thirty. Thank you, Lisa Weltel, guys. Yay! She's awesome. <laughs> you gotta love that man. She Who's is a doll. And so, we have it? Oh, sorry. Huh. Uh, this picture that that they had up of the granddaughter. I'm sorry, or, uh, that was her daughter holding the granddaughter, yeah. right? Um, okay, yeah. Say she defies uh, aging if that was indeed the case. She, she does you know look what? good, though. Lisa Welchel's, uh, you yeah. know, a very milfy, she, and she's yeah. so sweet with these people. Because a lot of people, I, I started collecting uh, Legos when I was, and she's, you know, she's very <laughs> nice to them, and and. You know, hey, well, you've really wasted your life. <laughs> she, she never does that, you know. That's cool, though. I, I, yeah, collecting, I, I think it's cool. You know, if you, especially if you can display things properly, I think it looks great. Well, so Ralph Garman has this bookcase in his house, a la Batman, a la Bruce Wayne. You push it back, and there's his collection. Nice. And, and, and a lot of them, they're in one guy's house, Preston, and they appraise this collection. I think it's of movie posters, like 
$1.2 million. Wow. And it's like, Jesus, that's in your house? You started doing stuff, Press, at your house in your basement where you were taking old things that you'd been collecting. And I wish I had... Well, I started I, taking, I was a, you know, I, just, like like autographs and, yeah. and things like that that I've gotten over the years and photos with uh, with famous drummers as well, yeah. you know, and and rock stars uh, uh, in general, musicians, and uh, I, I just had them sitting in, in bins and bags and things like that, and I'm like, that's not doing any good. Yeah, I may as well throw them away or put them up where I can see them and, and appreciate them and enjoy them. So I finally put in the work. It does take work. Uh, and some effort and time to put that stuff together. And I don't have that in me, so I've actually been giving things away. Like, I had um, uh, Fish was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. There were four different covers. So I had all four different covers. I had one of them autographed by Trey, and I ended up, like, mounting it, and then I gave it to my brother because I'm like, I won't do anything with this. I had a, 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 a... Guitar autographed by Trey, and we had him in studio. I gave it to Jeff for his birthday one year, like his four. Because I'm I'm not going to do anything with it, and it's so just here's wasting space. So my stuff is out of the box. My my yeah. the statues and things are ready to be displayed. So we're all your all you need to supply are the shelves and part of Kathy's desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, I'm all you guys know. I'm all about the taking the picture of it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I hope at least you have a picture of that guitar case. I have a picture in my mind. <laughs> Tell Jeff to send you a picture. <laughs> I've mentioned many times that I have a whole storage unit full of my childhood stuff that I came from my parents' house. Uh, just this past weekend, I pulled out a box of Rolling Stone magazines from like 1997 till about 2001, and we decorated an entire bathroom at my boyfriend's bar. But now I have all the uh, what, did Rolling you frame, like frame them. No, it would kill you. We decoupaged it all over the board. So you ransom noted it up, basically. You, you cut yeah, everything. You cut though. them up. Yeah. But I mean, how is it protected? Uh, wallpaper glue oh, and right. polyurethane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they covered it. Now, that's a good idea because yeah, yeah, you can still idea. appreciate you... that and, and you've done something with them rather than they're just sitting somewhere collecting dust or just, you know, hidden away. Uh, it, it looks great, Marissa. That is cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. There's pictures on my Instagram and on the Larimer Instagram. It looks awesome, but now I have the box of torn up Rolling Stones and it's like killing me to actually throw oh, out from yeah, that throw box. Them away. Throw them away. I know, throw I know, I know. And did you say you bought some entertainment weeklies that have fish on the cover and they're using that as toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a, uh, a, um, a subscriber to that magazine yeah, and yeah. I had taken all the covers. I basically had done the same thing you did when yeah. I lived at my parents' house. I took one wall. Uh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I just loved Entertainment Weekly at it for a time. Well, as we were decorating it, my friend and I helped my friend Mia and she literally was like, this is like my wall in high school it's literally what you would do is you would tear them out yeah. and just plaster your walls wow no it's a cool idea looks good thank you oh, Excellent. It, it's really cool <laughs> all right well we need to break and uh, we also need to give away another uh 50 gift card from mcgurks which is uh where an appearance is taking place tonight in fort washington it'll be from what time is that five to seven five I believe? to seven it's like happy hour and it's your chance to win with pacifico nick is hosting the cardboard classic pre-party at mcgurks in fort washington He's out today, so we'll find out who's going to be filling in his spot. We do have calendar girls that will be there for sure, uh, and we'll ha- have your opportunity to get registered for that VIP package for the Cardboard Classic. Um, if you uh, stop by and get registered, make sure you get a bite to eat while you're there, too. Uh, and uh, if you end up winning, you get to stay the night before at the event of the Cardboard Classic VIP viewing passes uh, for the Classic and lift tickets for Jack Frost that day. Nice. Uh, so we'll take caller number 11, and you get a $50 gift card for McGurk's. 215-263-WMMR, the number. We'll take a break and come back in a second. Bizarre file is up next. Here comes the MMR. What's going on? Join Nick McElwain Thursday from 5 to 7 at McGurk's. 
582 South Bethlehem Pike in Fort Washington for a Pacifico official cardboard classic free party. Enjoy $4 Pacifico cans and register to win a Pacifico VIP cardboard classic experience with VIP access for four to watch the classic, an overnight stay, and lift tickets. Click events at WMMR.com for complete details. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. All right, let's take another crack at the B-File, shall we? Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Area. JFPB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. You can say big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at jfpb.com. JFPB, where the snow comes first. Wichita Falls Police arrested a woman for five warrants, including allegedly giving officers a fictitious name during a traffic stop. Now, the twist is the fake name that the suspect also <laughs> had an arrest warrant out as well. So she picks the one name that also has her an arrest warrant out on it. And that's the one that got her busted. Uh, <laughs> she had five uh, warrants under her regular name, and she gave this fake name, and that name had a warrant under it, and that's why she was arrested. Officers observed a vehicle, failed to use a turn signal. After it was stopped, both the driver and the passenger were detained. After the officers observed something fly out of the passenger's window, the passenger, Sharika Strawn, told officers her name was Portia Strawn, and records revealed that Portia Sean had an outstanding warrant for her arrest. While the woman was being transported to jail, she told officers her real name was Sharika Strawn, and that's when they found out she had five warrants out for her arrest under that name. Can I try another name? Yeah. <laughs> One more, please. Yeah, do you have that wheel of names? Mm-hmm. A San Antonio police officer who was fired for providing a feces sandwich to a homeless man oh, in May. We had that story uh, a while back was involved in a second feces prank, according to police records released this week. Matthew Luckhurst was given a second indefinite suspension for defecating in a women's bathroom stall at the San Antonio Police Department's Bike Patrol office and then spreading a brown substance with the consistency of tapioca on the toilet seat. Now, I like tapioca. Giving the appearance that there was feces on the seat. What's with this guy? What is with this guy? And his feces thing. Officer Steve Albert was also involved in the prank. He was originally given an indefinite suspension, but the chief reduced it to 30 days without pay. Now, Luckhurst, a a five-year SAPD veteran who had been assigned to the department's bike patrol unit, was originally given an indefinite suspension in October after he provided the feces sandwich to a homeless man earlier in the year. (laughs) Ah, hell, I got a feces thing. Luckhurst boasted of the incident to other officers who reported it to the department's internal affairs division, prompting an investigation. And Uh, we have a feces issue. He said this, at the time, he said, this has taught me to stop acting childish and making stupid, baseless jokes. By the way, if you feed someone crap, you, you can make them deathly ill. Very yeah. much so. He said, I need to stop the pranks and juvenile jokes to get a rise or reaction from fellow officers and friends. I only wish my schedule had enough time in it to smear feces all over the place. Uh, Luckhurst is appealing both suspensions, by the way. Uh, this is this is unfortunate that this happened. Uh, a a first year head coach of a Florida high school baseball team has been fired from his role. Pieces? No, after video surfaced show him showing him giving a profanity filled motivation speech. <laughs> 
after they won their first state championship in almost 30 decades. It's not really a motivation speech. It was a way-to-go speech. Right, but he just laced it with bad language. With, with F-bombs. Yeah. And uh, so so here's here's the way it played out. In June 2019, the Seminole High, High School athletes took home the trophy for the first time since 1992. But the principal, Jordan Rodriguez, removed Coach Kenny Brown earlier this month after the district became aware of cell phone footage showing him swear seven times. He said the whole effing state... Uh, this is in the, uh, the, he's in the bus on the way back from the game. He said, we got this mother effer right here. No one else has it. It's effing ours, meaning the trophy. Yeah. You guys showed up. You effing played the game. You played it right. You never effing panicked. Okay, during the emotional speech, it was only 25 seconds. It contained 42 words. Brown also got in trouble for his reference to their star pitcher having, he said, type 1 effing diabetes. He was showing how hard the kid played. Even though right, right, diabetes. right. So Brown had learned. How the video- old are these kids, Preston? They're high schools. They're high school kids. Eh. Yeah. So eh. it's it's really no big deal. So yeah. the the point is, I could see a dis- a slight disciplinary action, but I- firing. No, no, exactly. no. He was he was enthusiastic. Yeah. So a district spokesperson said, uh, that- maybe he could have tamped that down a bit, but he was swept up in the moment. By the way, he was he had learned the video existed and reported his mistake to the school. He he told them about it himself. He even offered them some uh, feces sandwiches. <laughs> uh, he was uh, fired as head coach because of past precedent. Ah. Uh. Uh, uh, so the the superintendent said, you know, released a, a statement that said they were appalled by the uh, by the abundance of profanity used and so on. Remember, uh, we cursed throughout our Pioneers of uh, Broadcasting Awards ceremony. Of course, of course. Uh, but anyhow, he said, additionally, I'm also uh, concerned that you announced a, the personal health information of one of your baseball players oh, that was on yeah. the bus as well. Uh, so anyway, Brown was suspended for five days without pay in his teacher role. The former coach apologized for his actions but said it was not represent- representative of him entirely. He said, I'm sorry for the pain that's been infected upon so many people because of my language. They just assume that 25 seconds of this video define everything about me as a man, as a coach, as a leader, and it doesn't. The parents and, and children on the team agree. Came to his offense? Yeah, they, they signed a uh, – uh, they got a um, – a petition going, and by Tuesday it had thirteen thousand six hundred and forty-seven signatures. How big of, is that school? Of the fifteen thousand needed, it's well, it's you know more than people who go to school there. So, can he coach the chess team? You know what? Maybe yeah, yeah. you should consider that. Uh, all right, another story: a baboon scheduled to have a vasectomy made an escape during his with his two lady friends near a hospital in Sydney, Australia. Uh, footage captured by stunned pedestrian. Show- Ginger and Stephanie, we've got to make a break. Show the They're about to disconnect my junk. The trio of primates running loose in a parking lot at the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. Don't tell me they don't have a higher intellect when he knows he's going to get the snip. Yeah. He grabs his two. Yeah. I forgot to grab my bitches and go. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I've got to grab my bitches and go. Uh, the baboons have... sweet, as they say. ...had uh, run off the, the medical research facility towards a part ambulance. Uh, the health minister... It's okay, I can drive. The health minister, Brad Hazard, said the male baboon was due to have a vasectomy in the hospital, and he was being accompanied by his two wives to keep him comfortable. Uh, Mr. Hazard said tomorrow after the operation, he and the two wives will return to the colony where he can stay forever with them, but he will no longer be having babies. They managed to, to capture them. Can still get it on, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's just a vasectomy. Yeah. So, uh, one woman said her daughter, who works at the hospital, had watched the whole incident unfold. Uh, local police and wildlife handlers were dispatched to the scene to capture the primates. 
Police confirmed that the situation has been under control and that mm-hmm. they have contained the baboons. But they nearly made it. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you now. Uh, let's take a break and come back. I want to remind you, Marissa Magnata tonight will be at uh, a place called Taboo in Philadelphia. Where is that located, Marissa? Uh, Taboo is right on 12th Street between uh, Spruce and Locust. Okay. And you'll be there 5 to 7? Yes. Happy hour. All right. And it is another one of these Pacifico events. It's a cardboard classic pre-party. Make sure you stop by because Marissa is going to be there with your yeah. chance to win the VIP package. And joining Marissa will be calendar girl Dominique, which means press and receive calendars. Yep. And a chance for you to win some prizes and some specials on Pacifico, I would imagine. Yeah. So show up there tonight at Taboo 5 to 7. We'll happy hour with Marissa. We'll take a break, come back in a second, and we'll have a lesson question. We'll do the trash and music news as well. So make sure you stay close. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Seven minutes after 10 o'clock on a uh, Thursday. We have a cardboard classic rapidly approaching. Uh, It's a week from tomorrow. It is a week from tomorrow. Wow. The week after that, we head to Florida. Uh, to Clearwater for spring training, and then we got something a week after that. A week after that, oh, yeah, you and yeah. I are going to visit our parents. Yeah, then we're, yeah, I'm going back to Florida the week after that. Yeah, uh, but a lot of travel, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of fun times, a lot of coronavirus. I hope that you will be a part of the cardboard classic uh, event. If it's uh, if it's something that's been on your bucket list, you've never gotten around to doing it. Let's make this year the year that you do it and, and have it happen. If you would like to snow and skiboard, get your lift tickets. If you just want to come out for the party, you don't need lift tickets. You don't need to buy tickets for the Cardboard Classic itself. It's absolutely 100% free. Uh, Tip, get there early. Oh, yes. Honestly, that's not just, hey, why don't you? You need to. Yeah, you got to get there early because it, uh, it gets very, 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 very crowded. And we'd hate for it to be inconvenient for you. Um, we're going to do today's lesson question, and let's see. We are going to give away a pair of tickets for, to see Roger Waters, uh, the second show that was added for Saturday, July 11th. We'll see if you were paying attention. Uh, let me see here. I did not look at these. I po- oh, yeah, I got to go with this. Who did Marissa uh, get into? Who did she bump into at Diggerland? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. You know the part where you can... Play yeah. with the uh, backhoes and uh, awesome. yeah. all those different uh, heavy machinery equipment. Well, who was at Diggerland with Marissa? Who did she bump into? 215-263-WMMY. That's from way back when in the 6 o'clock hour. And while you're calling in, we are going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Pacifico Beer. You can stop by a Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic Pacifico pre-party. Chance to win prizes. Hang out with the MM Army, Calendar Girls, and an MMR personality. Details at WMMR.com. We have two tonight. One at Taboo in the city and one in Fort Washington at McGurk's. Both of those, 5-7. Stop by tonight. Let's see what's up, Steve. What do you have in the trash this morning? Well, Harvey Weinstein's ex-wife, Georgina Chapman, has moved on and is dating Oscar-winning actor Adrian Brody. Chapman says she had forgotten that a penis should not look like a chewed eraser. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. George Clooney's vowing to take action after after discovering child labor is being used by Nespresso, a company he is part owner of and endorses. Clooney says he will not rest until the story stops getting reported on. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. And finally, the Boston Red Sox have quarantined a 20-year-old pitcher uh, uh, from Taiwan as a safety precaution against the coronavirus. The team's front office believes that Chi Zheng Lu will be cleared for spring training, but as suggested, he switched to tobacco and stop chewing bats. No. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. I... Uh, let's see if we can get our winner, and we want to know who Marissa ran into at Diggerland, 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Jim, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Jim. DBH, President. Yo, brother. <laughs> Two bong hits. Right after the last break. Jim, who did uh, Marissa bump into at Diggerland? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the time of uh, Captain Blackfingers? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I had somebody at the, at the Flyers game the other night tell me DBH. I forgot people are still... <laughs> DBH was a big one. We had stickers now. with DBH. We did. Jim, yeah. we are going to give you, uh, let's see, a pair of tickets to Roger Waters. Second show added Saturday, July 11th, the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, this is not a drill. North American tour performing in the round, by the way, and tickets are on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. However, a pre-sale... I believe started uh, like 10 minutes ago. And you can, uh, let's see, you can get uh, details and information and tickets and all this stuff. WMMR.com for the password for the presale. Uh, Pierre has another shot for you to win uh, tickets later on today. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Three testicles. All right, uh, we'll start with this. Corn guitarist Brian Head Welch has opened what is called Zivel. Zivel? Yeah, Z-I-V-E-L. It's described as an all-in-one performance and recovery suite that will focus on the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of touring musicians who suffer from constant fatigue on the road. Uh, it's an interesting concept. You hear all these stories about guys who... Go out and party too much, or you know. Oh, and it addresses this. Yes, yeah, so and it's called Zivel. Zivel. Oh, Zivel. Uh, Welch and Zivel's co-founder officially opened its first facilities in Bakersfield, California, and Nashville, Tennessee. Welch noted, "In 2005, I found healing after years of struggling with addiction, depression, and suicidal ideation. I consider myself extremely blessed to have been made whole, body, mind, and spirit." And I've devoted my life to help others uh, find the healing that they deserve. This is a very uh, generous thing on his part. Yeah, he added, uh, the most exciting thing for me about Zivil is that our services can help revitalize every part of a person's life, body, mind, and spirit, which, again, is what I feel is my life's purpose. He's probably saving lives with this. Well, he left Corn in early 2005, announcing at the time that he'd kicked his addictions to drugs and alcohol by becoming a born-again Christian. And he so he can Corn. And he rejoined the, uh, he canned corn. Oh, my God. And then he rejoined corn uh, in uh, 2013. Okay, so, yeah. uh, interesting idea. I well, think it's a great idea. I hope it works out for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and somebody who could use something like that, probably Chester Bennington. Uh, he was, uh, he did front the band Grey Days before Lincoln Park. And they have released the third segment of an eight-chapter video documentary about the making of the band's new album, Amends. In Revival... The latest segment shared from the Making Amends documentary, uh, bassist Mace Byers and drummer Sean Dowdle recall how they found out that Bennington had killed himself in July of 2017. He said, I got a call, or Byers said, I got a call from our publicist who said, go online. 
He told me Chester committed suicide, and I said, get the F out of here. I went online, and sure enough, it was everywhere. Dowdle said, I just called uh, uh, Talinda, who is Chester's um, widow, and said, hey, I don't want details or anything like that. I just want to know what you guys need, how I can help you. And she said, come out to L.A. and get here. Uh, the drummer added that Chester was on top of the world two days before it happened. He said, so I didn't see it coming at uh-huh. all in any way, shape, or form when it happened. I just didn't. Amends is due out on April 10th. It does feature guest musicians like Chester's 23-year-old son, Jamie Bennington. Also, uh, Brian Head Welch of Corn, who we were just talking about, and James uh, Schaefer as well from that band, Chris Trainer from Bush and more. ACDC's long-rumored new album will feature some surprises, according to D. Snyder. Huh. In an interview recently, he said that he had had dinner with ACDC frontman Brian Johnson, saying the classic lineup is back, and they're together, and there are more surprises, which I can't talk about regarding Malcolm Young, that just had my jaw on the floor. I will say, painful. I will say, he will be present. So this is ACDC as we know and love them. So I'm guessing maybe 3D, uh, you know, uh, holograms. Yeah, yeah, that so, would be cool. Yeah, we'll see about that. And then one last thing uh, coming to AXS TV or Access TV, if you'd like to call it, uh, March 22nd is a star-studded tribute to Eddie Money. We were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, the benefit concert raised funds for the USC Eddie Money Cancer Cancer Research Fund. And was held uh, February 20th. Among the artists paying tribute to money were Sammy Hagar, George Thorogood, John Waite, Jefferson Starship's Mickey Thomas, Ariel Speedwagon's Kevin Cronin, David Motto, uh, Greg Kinn, uh, Tommy Tutone, and Metallica's James Hetfield. It's actually, I bet you that'd be a pretty cool show to see. Yeah, and uh, the, let's see, when is this taking place? Uh, the family... Uh, had, uh, his widow had posted a long message, uh, Laurie is her, her name, on Facebook, thanking fans and participants in the show, including artists who couldn't be in attendance, and sent videos. Joan Jett, Huey Lewis, Brian Adams, John Cafferty, Dennis Young, Kevin James was, uh, I guess, a friend, and uh, Boston, so uh, the band Boston. Um, and then one last thing. I do have a couple more pair. We played a contest earlier where we were giving away uh, tickets for Philly Pops. Yeah. And Philly Pops rocks Phil Collins, music of Genesis and Phil Collins. Thick. It's thick. <laughs> I've got some uh, tickets to go to the March 7th show, 3 p.m. at the Kimmel Center. So let's take uh, three callers at 215-263-WMMR, and I'll give you tickets. You don't even have to play a game or nothing. That's amazing. Yeah, let's get you on board. And don't forget... It's a it, symphony. Uh, Phil... Philly's biggest rock band turns up the volume with frequent guest conductor and rock specialist Stuart Shafetz in this tribute to an icon, Phil Collins. Who wrote Pop, Sophia. Uh Pops rocks Phil Collins, the music of Genesis and Phil Collins, on sale now March 6th to the 8th at the Kimmel Center. So we'll take care, take care of you with that. We'll break, we'll come back, we'll get the letter of the day, and then we'll move out of the way for a radio legend. Yes! Bear will be in here a little while. Crazy hair and all on this windy day. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. The sled-deemed best design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The best Live Live Anchors Up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuero. And somewhat of a gag gift for Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. MMR VIPs, there's still time to save money on those lift tickets. 
hits. The pre-sale price is just $20, but only till noon, March 4th, or while supplies last at WMF. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kings Leona, 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Oh, oh. Somebody texts in, I just got it. It says, Snap, I just broke my foot dancing. Uh, this is that that was the song. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Or at least it was Kings of Leon that Britney yeah. Spears was dancing to in the video that, that we were watching or earlier and she broke her foot. You yep. can hear it snap uh, in the video. Okay. You so. wanna you wanna play it or I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> play it. Okay. Loud. I'm looking for it. What did I do with it? Uh, it's right here. But I believe it is Sex on Fire. Uh, here we go. Yeah. 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 And it comes at the end of the video there. She's twirling and twisting and spinning her head around. That's it? Yeah. That's supposedly her breaking her foot. Wow. Nasty. Snap. Oh, snap. Uh, well, I would like to thank the following people for being on the program today. Thank you to comedian Ivan Decker. Ivan is performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Friday and Saturday, and tickets are available at heliumcomedy.com. He's a very nice guy. Very. Like bu- you said, he looked. He had a very boyish face. He looked God almighty. Uh, like he was 19 years old and yeah. he was like 35. That's right. I asked him when did he start comedy because I figured, oh, I just when I got out of school, sir. <laughs> right, right. Nope. Been at it for a while. Nice guy. Thank you also to Lisa Welch. Yeah. Blair from The Facts of Life, and her show is called Collector's Call, and season two, it's on <laughs> MeTV at 9.30. It's so crazy that, I was addi- that I'm addicted to this bizarre show on, M- on MeTV, but yeah. Did you hear how delighted she sounded when you said <laughs> I know. that you love the show? Somebody's watching. Someone watches it. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I do. That was nice. I'm and the guy. Also, thank you to McGurks Yay! for feeding us this morning. They brought by a lot of great food. Uh, and Nick is scheduled to be there tonight from 5 to 7 with Counter Girls, Tori, and Tatiana. However, Nick is out ill today, uh, so I'm sure we'll find a suitable replacement for him. <laughs> 5 to 7, you can stop by and get registered for the Pacifico Cardboard Classic uh, VIP package, which is an overnight stay and lift tickets and uh, a spot in our <laughs> VIP area, which is really not open to the public. It's pretty cool that we're doing that. Uh, and Marissa is going to be at Taboo. And where is that in the city? Uh, it's on 12th Street between Locust and Spruce. And I'll be there from 5 to 7 for happy hour. Excellent. Same thing. Get registered for those uh, for that, that uh, package deal, which is going to be awesome. Pretty cool. Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, man? Excellent. Uh, Steve was anticipating wild and crazy hair because of all the wind. No, it's but not it's that good. windy. Really? Yeah. Really. Because we're looking at the tweez, the tweez, the, the tweez, tweez. tweez. <laughs> they're swinging, they're swinging all over the, the tweez. Tweez are swinging, yeah. but um, I, I don't see it being quite that uh, oh. intensified just yet. All right, because I like when you look like the Hydra, you come in and the, the hair's in all different directions. That has happened on occasion. <laughs> yes. Uh, how you doing otherwise, ma'am? Excellent. Wonderful. Flying high. Raring to go. Raring to go. All right. Uh, <laughs> we should do our letter of the day. Letter of the day. Yes. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Uh, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in apple. Excellent. And we will have one more letter to get. That's tomorrow. And we're giving away a three-day Three-night drive-and-stay mini-vacation for four at Smuggler's Notch in Vermont, and that's from Hyundai City. 
And Hyundai City's President's Day savings are in their final day, so come celebrate the red, white, and blue by saving a whole lot of green only at South Jersey's favorite Hyundai dealer, and that is HyundaiCity.com for more information. Got some good stuff planned for today? Well, I do. Now, um, I think if he dropped it off, and I don't know if he did, but if uh, Jackie Bam Bam from Papa Bam Bam brought the single... Uh, I will play the Pina Colada song. <laughs> Do you know how much uh, Bill Weston wow. hates this idea? Oh, my uh, God. The the look on his oh, face. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, well, he was standing on the other side of the glass. I didn't know he was there. And he, he just had this... If like, we, not I didn't even know if it was about... Not even the slightest bit of humor. About Kathy, playing the song. Yeah, if we had a children's I, waiting pool full of soup, he couldn't be more upset. <laughs> I thought it was about that grandma comment yesterday. Well, I I like hold either. in my hand. Connor has just <laughs> found it's it. It's just arrived! Nice. It has just arrived. The 45 <laughs> itself. Wow. The from, only son of Pierre as a lifelong advocate of all music and how music can empower you and make you feel good. better has determined this song is a piece of crap. Uh, I, I, no, it's not a piece of crap. It just doesn't move me. Right. Um, we, uh, our legendary DJ Bubba John, for many, many years, um, uh, would occupy the six to ten p.m. Uh, zone. And uh, Kevin tells the story of uh, going in to replace um, a Gary U.S. Bonds record that we were playing at the time. Right. And um, <laughs> it had disappeared. And he goes. Uh, Bubba said, I, I can't play it if it's not in there. And then he put a new one in, and then it would disappear. And then uh, Bubba said, it's not there. And then another time, put it in, it's not there. And then uh, Kevin was walking through Rittenhouse Square and saw a glistening in the, a tree. <laughs> um, and went up at the way the sun caught the tree, and lo and behold, if F and Bubba John didn't take it like a Frisbee and throw it right out the <laughs> throw window. Throw it right out the freaking window. Across the street where it landed and may still be in one of Rittenhouse Square's trees. Did this receive um, the same... Uh... Rupert Holmes? Yeah. Well, we don't have a window that opens here. No, no, so. I mean at the... Uh, the uh, w- we never played Rupert okay, Holmes. Okay, yeah. Never. No, I can't imagine Not once. By uh, the way, this is in excellent condition. Look at this. It's from Papa Bam Bam's collection. It's like brand new, no scratches yeah. or anything. There so, you go. There it is. How, how big is the, his collection? It, it sounds like he's got a formidable... Oh, yeah. Is, is yeah. it mostly 45s? The B-side, by the way, is a song called Drop It. That's four minutes and 20 seconds, which sounds painful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, uh, may how have... long is Escape? How long is a Pina Colada song? Escape it's got to be a Pina Colada, Pina Colada right? song checking in at three minutes and 50 seconds of oh, pure you bliss. Might, you might have to jam the door. I might. Yeah. I might. <laughs> and then there, uh, Bam Bam texted me and said, would you like a second one so you could do it on Double Shot Tuesday? And I said, no. <laughs> I, I texted him and capital and capital O. But lo and behold, there was a second single from Mr. Holmes called Him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, oh, I think you found a piece of it the other day. And yeah, played we played it, it yesterday. Yeah. So this guy, uh, Rupert Holmes, actually went on to, I think, what he was really supposed to do, he ended up doing, which was composing songs for Broadway. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, he should, really the top 40 shouldn't have been his realm. Anything we know? Uh, Hello, Dolly. He did the musical version of Schindler's List. Oh. No, no I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know what he did. Huh. But he, he, I think he's won a few Tony Awards. Wow. Well, yeah. good for him. So, but. Uh, I, I have nothing against him. I'm sure he's a fine citizen. It's just, you, the, that the, song just, just presses my. My it jiggles my vomit nerve. Jiggles <laughs> um, your vomit nerve. Someone I so passively that. committed to to life's joy, oh to, it turned you into a seething 
uh, hate machine. No, it's, there's no hatred involved. It just oh. isn't a great deal of love. Uh, and you can have um, a lack of love without uh, yeah, a presence hate. of hatred. It's true. Okay. Here he did uh, theater. He did uh, The Twelfth Night. Oh. Wow. Uh, he did Marty. Uh, he did uh, First Wives Club, Robin and the Seven Hoods, The Nutty Professor. On Broadway. On Broadway. Huh. Yeah, or on stage, yeah. theater, anyhow. Is he on, still with us, by the way? That is a good question. He is. You did his birthday the other day. And you uh, don't do... I don't do dead this. people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, okay. he's 72 years old and he lives in England. Okay. Uh, is he British? Or no. At least, at least he was born... Uh, you know, he was born in England. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's British. Theater. He is? He li- he lives in Nantucket though. What what, what is Why this? Why are we paying so much tribute to this man? <laughs> no, this says, criminal. Listen, no no no. It says born Northwich, Cheshire, England. Origin Nantucket, New York. What is hell? Is, is he born in England and grew up in or in uh, Nantucket? B- born in Babylonia. Moved to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, it's no going to be fascinating, and it's going to be four minutes of radio you don't want to miss later just, this afternoon. Just to, just to hear Bill screaming on the other side of the door in the two o'clock yeah, yeah, yeah. hour. Plus, let's, I will have what? Let's get Rupert Holmes on. We should. Let's yeah. see if we can track him down All right. and get him on for an interview. Would you face him in the octagon? <laughs> <laughs> of course I would. Of course I would. All right. Um, I'd like to interview Axel Rose, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I, I'd, I'd like to see what's going on in that head of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, some workforce blocks to get to. Uh, Breaking Benjamin, Journey, pretty reckless. We've got tickets for Roger Waters, and we've got none of that really care makes any difference because we got Rupert. Yeah. 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 It's all yeah. good. All, all Rupert all the time. <laughs> Uh, all right, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Pacifico Beer, uh, the Cerveza of the Slopes. This year's proud sponsor of Preston and Steve's 2020 Cardboard Classic. And also, Atlantic City Boat Show. Don't miss the AC Boat Show February 26th. So, obviously, it's going on now. Started yesterday through March 1st. Visit acboatshow.com tomorrow. Blank canvas, open slate. Clean oh my slate. god! We are set I to go. Love that guy. We can fill it with whatever we will ourselves to. It's and like we, we will do that when the artist looks at the canvas. Mm-hmm. The, the masterpiece is there. We just have to add the paint. When you see the rock, envision the sculpture within. Yes, that is us tomorrow morning on this radio program. <laughs> that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. How do people still not pull over for an ambulance with its lights and sirens? Like, no, I'm not pulling over for you to go around me, you asshole. I'm pulling over for an ambulance so they can go save someone's life. Next message. No way. Pierre Watch. Next message. Good morning, everybody. It's February. It's still winter, and we haven't had any snow yet. Well, you know what I say? the snow. Keep it away. I don't want it. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Need a break from the meta discussion? Check out Checkpoint AFK, Checkpoint XP's lifestyle show. From cosplay to consoles, we cover everything you care about when you're away from your keyboard. Subscribe at our website, CheckpointXP.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.